Hey, what's up? It's first smoke of the day. It's episode 52. It's your boy Pat Gods here, here with Black Leaf. What up? We got some special guests in the building, fresh from the Za Olympics. My man Sean from Sean Cron and Jordan from Sean Cron. What's what good, up, guys? boys? What's good? Good, good to have you guys, fellas. man. Straight from San Diego. Yep. Yes, sir. Made Both the trip. Race. So last night you came to Za Olympics. You guys did your thing, had fun. And then you were saying you went back to San Diego. This morning or last night, right? Last night, yeah. Woke up, last night. water, did all your thing, check your spots, rush back up here to do the episode. Yeah, I, I got home at like 2 a.m. last night and then woke up at 6 this morning to go water and then drove up here back to L.A. for the podcast. Life Dedication. of a grower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that grower. <laughs> Whatever it takes. We appreciate you coming, coming and dropping this, man. For yeah, real. thanks for having us. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. What did you guys think about the event? It was insane. Like. Dude. felt like chalice or something a win for cannabis yeah. right yeah especially that was downtown yeah that was that was you incredible you have to drive two hours yeah in the heart you know, three hours you know yeah. well you guys had to well, drive we did, two yeah. hours yeah <laughs> everybody else when your traffic it took but you three hours four, you know yeah it was sick for sure yeah. better than like victorville or like oh the de- you know yeah and at night was pretty cool too because it's like summertime. Was it wasn't too hot yeah the la vibe is different for weed events than any other city it just is different it, the, sure. the the people that show up when it's a local LA weed event is different than out in the middle of nowhere. It's just like the vibe was on a 10 last night. You could just tell everyone was yeah. having a blast. People were still showing up at midnight when I was leaving. Dude. Like it was like a, a weed club, you know? Like, yeah. It definitely had that vibe. Yeah. I tripped out on that. Like I was like, oh my God, we're like dodging people leaving, coming in. At one point during the middle of it, you couldn't even go to the bath. They were so packed. I like went back into the main dome like. Well, I ain't going to the bathroom right now. Like, holy shit. There's dude, I'm seeing growers too. I'm like, this guy doesn't, I see him like once every year. I'm seeing guys that came out of the garden once every six months there. And I'm like, guys that aren't, don't even have their face on Instagrams on. I'm like, dude, that guy's here. I mean, there were like some big names there walking around in the crowd that you were just like, wow, this guy, like, oh yeah, for it brought sure. everybody out. That was my first event I've gone to in like five years. Probably. There we go. Dude, this guy. Since the prop 64 era or whatever, you know, like. <laughs> I used to like the 215 events a lot, but then they kind of got a little bit stale because they were just having too many of them, you know? And they got sketchy. And that kind of made this one that much better because there was like this like long absence of no events, you know? So mm-hmm. it just made it seem that much doper to be like back how it was before. When well, they got pushed back too because of COVID. So it was mm-hmm. like the mega hype, you know? They were going to have one and then it got postponed, all this other stuff. And then there was that one. I think everybody was just like ready to go, you know? Like, oh, yeah. we got an event. Let's do this. What do you think of the box overall? A lot oh, of flavors. Dude, yeah, everything was insane. Yeah. Yeah, like the other boxes, everything was really good, but there was definitely standouts. This one, it was like every single one was smoking insane. Yeah. I felt I felt like that after, you know, after trying them all, I was like, you know, there's not, there wasn't a lot that I was like, what is this, you know, at all? <laughs> like, you know, so whereas the other one, like you said, some of the one, you know, some of those, I was just like, you know, damn, I'm surprised they, you know, put this in. But mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. one, everyone brought their A game. Yeah, I mean, they sure. brought their best to show. And it was it was fresh, too. Like, all the entries were nice. Yeah, um, definitely. You know? And I, I feel like the results were, like, pretty on point. Yeah, with, it was. With my opinion on it. When we went around and got everyone's predictions and shit, and uh, that's what everybody was kind of saying the same, along the same thing. So yeah. It, it seems to be authentic and transparent and genuine what they're doing. So it's kind of, it's dope to see that. Yeah. You don't feel like you're questioning if the yeah, cup was bought like, or yeah. something like that, you know? And I feel more collaboration with all the top brands than ever because of things like this, because it's like, 
people get to meet, link up, see that there's a lot of similarities and then be like, you know what, we should do something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Rather than be like, oh, you know, trying to close off, you know? Yeah. Bro. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's boosted a lot. Yeah. From the 215 days. Because 215, right. it was cool. Yeah. But it was still kind of like everyone's standing behind your booth. And, you know, maybe you mingle a little bit. But now with these events, how they're set up, it's just like, it's cool to see everyone having a good time with their crews and intermingling and meeting yeah. each other. And, you know. Everybody's getting along. It's like yeah, everybody's friends. Yeah. You would think yeah. like all these competing brands or be like beefs no. or whatever. But it's like everybody's homies. Yeah. You're an outsider yeah. if you come, you know, come with that. Close that mind. shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're not going to you know, make people, it. People are tied in at this point and like kind of looking out for each other because there's not many you know, legacy brands doing their thing, you know, yeah. right now. So yeah, at this point, it's pretty hard to break into the industry. It's definitely like a close set. You got to live this shit. Yeah, you got to exactly. live it right now. That's the real cannabis community. People get down on the cannabis. Oh, the cannabis could be everyone's hating this. Nah, you're in the wrong. Like this is that's the real cannabis community we saw come out last night. Like yeah. positive collaboration. You could see even guys like help like guys that work in the garden crews were getting along mingling like uh, it's just like like pacod says what a vibe bro yeah what a they vibe. killed it like they, over at the tables you could see everybody it was like it was just like one big blob at like towards the middle of it once everyone started showing up everybody was just mashed with each other and it was all like if you saw one person win everybody's cheering you didn't see anybody like oh fuck what you know everybody's on the same page everyone's pumped for each other yeah. It's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. You don't Old see table. that. I we, never saw that. Look at an yeah. event. No where, high times. Yeah. No, even Chalice. I never saw that. It was like. Like unanimously. Yeah, everybody yeah. genuinely happy. You know, like, yeah. Everybody was getting announced. Mm -hmm. And those other events, I would see like people walk off, you know. Bro, stop right. <laughs> <Like, laughs> well, that's why people are just yeah. like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Have a drink. Everybody's just so stoked whatever. to be there and be included. I think, you yeah. know, it's different times, right? It is. So when you get secluded and shit, you start realizing like what's more important. And it's like. Good relationships are definitely important. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And there was a lot of them there last night. Yeah. So it was dope. Massive shout out Green Wolf, uh, yeah, Los yeah. Angeles. I mean, put on an event and one of the best dispensaries in the whole world. That's that's for damn sure. Yeah. And then also it. shout out Zushi Crew. I mean, holy shit. Team 10 Dude. again. They always use whack it down. Them dudes are just. <laughs> yeah, I told them I was like, classic. bro, holy hell. You guys are like the top strain in the world. I yeah. think I would say that, you know. And then I seen him talking about Nobu. So I'm like, have you guys seen the Nobu yet? The Nobu batch? Yeah. yeah. He's saying I mean, he has an it. even better batch yeah. than that one. I, I saw that this morning. It was like, I think oh it comes down God. to like, you know, production, right? And spots. And then you know who you got in that spot and you know how that spot's doing and it's different batches. So yeah, you got to kind of got to call it something different at this stage of the game. Cause For it's sure. like, you know, when you get shit in production, you know, you guys know that it's batch to batch how it's going to turn oh. out. And it's just the little things that like end up that end result where you're like, all right, this is like, you know, and then once you get it on a on a run where you're like this spot, this grower, you know, this this situation, it uh, I feel like you can put it at a different tier, maybe. Yeah, like the you know, call the, something different. The original hundred and ten percent, bro. Right, like literally, yeah. That thing that you know I could do good. You give it to him, he does great. You're like, fuck, we don't even want to name it the same. You got to, you know, like those guys you, are brand new. What do you mean that? Yeah, like, you seen them, dude? There. I went by their booth to get a shirt. They had nothing. Yeah, yeah, they sell well, out. Like, he had a lighter. He's like, I had a lighter for you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, you know. Bro. I was like, good for them. Yeah. Same with uh, 
DPs. They were out of shirts, bro. Everything. I was yeah. like, man, see I got shorts on. Yeah. Because I literally got out, I got out of bed like half away, like still high. Like, oh, fuck, man. I felt hungover too. Just yeah. like everything, man. Yeah, that drive back was night. brutal. I had all four windows down. Like, just like, oh, fuck. I hope I don't fall asleep. Just boom, made it home. Passed out real quick. You guys, back. I can't believe you guys it. shot all the way back, bro. But yeah. in and out, we both a got a lot back. of dogs like, each oh, too. Got to go. take yeah. care of the dogs. But yeah. still, it's dedication. It shows you most people would have said, "We'll figure the garden out," or "We'll have my homie go by and handle it," or like you know what I'm saying. Right. I'm just telling you, most people would have pushed it off. It just shows dedication to your craft, bro. And that's also the reason you're in that box and you're amongst these guys. We're talking. I mean, you know what I'm saying it's the, it's the reason that. You're in the convo that you're at the top with all these guys. You yeah, know what I'm it's saying? It's the love of the plant, really. You know, yeah. like you yeah. can't you can't buy that. No, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Well, you can. We we went over that because look how many phenos you brought. I mean, dude, the table's full of weed, and everything is of a strain that's like we haven't seen in a decade or like some rarity. Yeah, it, it, sorry, I didn't bring any runts or lemon cherry gelato. No, nah, you're. Guys. I was just gonna say you're being true to you. I can tell these are like the flavors you really fuck Although with. I do love runts. Like that is. I mean, you gotta as have as much hate as it gets. It's one of my favorite strains. It's good. The new what? The white runts came out good. This white runts too. is nice. That's a nice. Runs runs you're too. talking batch to batch. Bolo this white runs, runs we had fire. recently, where I was like, because I'd always be like, man, I think I like the white runs more, and he's like, no, I was like regular runs more. And then I was like, bro, this white runs bad. I'll take the white. First time I have it, I had it turn out more candy. Usually, it's like more like hazelnut gelato for. Me, mm -hmm. but like a better yield than the regular runs. But this time, for whatever reason, it's like straight black, purple, and tastes like way extra candy than normal. Great cut. Yeah, it's a nice great one. cut. Like, speaking of the Zushi earlier, I noticed like their original Zolympics entry that they won with had like a blueberry Skittles flavor. And then I feel like this one in this box was like a mango Skittles flavor. Mm -hmm. And just like goes to show you from like whether it's different facilities or different rooms or lights or whatever it is, it's pretty cool. Like all the different flavor profiles that cut can have. Yeah. Which is probably why it's so popular. It's a complex you know? stream like, for sure. Bro. It smokes. Yeah. yeah. It's We've seen how Skittles is like infiltrated so many genetics at this point. Right. And like, uh, it's just an homage to those guys. And like, you know, they need to, they should take it as that, that it's like everyone just giving them a big up. It yeah, really is. It pretty much took like six years to catch on. You know, like I first had Skittles. I was like, this is like some of the best tasting weed I've ever had. And like, I finally got the cut. I was so stoked. And I grew a bunch of it and no one wanted it. Cause it like, it looked so bad. <laughs> You're like, like, I'm I a bunch of purple punch at the it's same smokers? time. Everybody was taking but, the purple punch. I'd be showing them Skittles. No one <laughs> wanted the Skittles. Like, well, I'm smoking all this Skittles. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, I couldn't believe it. Those are the days people wanted the punch over the Skittles. Yeah. And like, it was a fire <laughs> batch. Like I had like nice chunky nugs. Like it yeah. was like some good looking Skittles. Remember we argued about it and you're, he went through like a different cell phone to find the picture. He's like, bro, you never had Skittles back then. He's like, none of you guys want it. He was all upset about yeah. it. None of you wanted it. I was on it. You guys, I, I stopped doing it because nobody wanted it. Yeah. And then he went and it's found, also this, a shit plant to grow found too. this photo so and it's like, like the most fire looking Skittles ever. And I'm like, why'd you stop, bro? What the fuck? <laughs> Just like, I've lost it like three times because it's like so hard to clone. But like, luckily, I've given it to some homies and I've gotten it back every time because it's like it's too good to not want to grow it. Yeah, a lot of fake cuts going around of it too. Yeah. So many fake cuts of it. Like, For I mean, sure. left and right. And like, you, a lot of people find bag seeds or the Z cubes or whatever it is, OZ Kush phenos, mm -hmm. whatever it is. You know, people just label it as Skittles and pass out the cut. Yeah, dude, that banana bread. I think that's. I mean, we're smoking some flavors smoking on this. Uh, Project four five one six. Oof. You're, you're you smoking the banana. Do you bread? remember which one this is? Or is that the Maui skunk dog? Maybe. No. This was the smaller one that. 
I think this is the Maui skunk dog. Packot's had like if three it's got different. a crazy expansion, then it's probably the skunk dog. Like if it like, and it's oh, also a delayed expansion. Like this 10 is seconds more of a later. purple flavor. I think this is the banana bread. I think that's the Maui skunk dog. Yeah, my feel what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's potent. Maui skunk dog. Yeah, I mean, so this it's is like different. Molokai then, sweet skunk crossed a Maui dog. And those were seeds like Hawaii. That's basically Hawaii. So like Maui dog is like a Chem 91 bag seed. So like the Chem 91 skunk VA. Like there's a lot of growers in Maui that kill it. Like, like that are like, they have access to lots of sick cuts. Like it's the Moombo 112, mm-hmm. homie on Maui Shout grew. We were just smoking. Yeah, that yeah. shit's smoking really good. Yeah, like what, Super Kawaii? Yeah, Super Kawaii's killing mm-hmm. it on Kawaii. His weed always looks incredible. Yeah, He's a couple got that guys. crippy that he's always hyping up. I would like to try that. Oh. But um. Yeah, so like the Maui dog was a chem dog bag seed, which is like a very gassy chem dog type of weed. And then the Molokai sweet skunk is more of a like sweet, almost floral, like white widow kind of terp, like a white widow skunky mm-hmm. kind of terp. And then I guess like that cut, the Maui skunk dog has been around since like 2002, I guess, on Maui. Wow. And then like um, when Grayskull moved from here over to Maui, I linked him with my friend on Maui that had the skunk dog. And I was like, oh, you got to link with my friend and get some cuts. And then like he got the skunk dog cut and then eventually they sent it out to me here. And then I've been growing it for the last few years. And it's like just now after a couple of years, it's kind of like acclimated to my setup to where it's like coming out good because it was like it was fully acclimated to be growing outdoors on Maui. Although there are guys out there growing it indoors and it comes out incredible, like pure calyx, no leaf, like it's insane looking. But it's Man. like pretty much everybody out there is growing it outdoor. And it's like, shout out Maui. They have the best outdoor in the world. Like something about the sun and everything okay. there. Like the outdoor and weed is soil. better than indoor weed, I think. No. Damn. It's, it's okay. like, like organic. Yeah. Like It's just like a lot of people cut, soil. cut it wow. early like so it doesn't necessarily turn out as good. But if they can let it go full term, sure the water outdoor too. Maui weed's the best weed out there. Like the in my opinion, stuff at you least. go to the hydro store, you know, pick up like the old volcanic dirt. Like that's on the side of the road in Maui. You, you could fill your truck up with like the best of the best and go. And then they got all the chickens running around. They're just shitting everywhere. Their, their outdoor weed would blow away half the people indoor over here. Like smoking to the like to the filter, you know. Pack odds and myself were lucky it. enough to check out a greenhouse in in uh in the, on the Big Island that was booming. That was beautiful. Dude. Guy had some beautiful plants and uh, it was really yeah agreed. It was beautiful setup. The Nene Goose and the <laughs> Moonbow. What was it? Oh, yeah, the Nene Goose. That's a cool strain name. There's like a rare bird in Maui, the Nene Goose. It's like an endangered goose. And our friend, like they cross like a dosi do gorilla glue, I think it's the cross, but they call it Nene Goose. Yeah, from Archives. And I just thought that was like the funniest strain name yeah, ever. It's like, yeah, it's Archives dosi dos to gorilla glue that he, that the dude on Maui back crossed it to itself and then came up with Nene Yeah, Goose. he's super good uh, buddies with Fletch from Archives. So yeah. that's why. He has like you know nobody yeah. has that Moonbo 112, but he but has homie it, did. You know? He came yeah. from Maui, literally. So like yeah, he came out. He was just out here visiting <laughs> wow. San Diego like yeah. a week ago. So that's how we got to try. He brought some buds with him. So we were super stoked to try that Moonbo. You love rare strains, huh? You're like a big like hunter of like. Uh, I like trying new stuff. Yeah, for sure. I ever like you know for the last uh, almost 20 years now, I've been interested in rare strains. Always, I was like on uh, Overgrow when I was like 15 years old. And then like it got shut down. I went over to IC Mag and stuff. So I've always just been like obsessed with strains. I mean, it's so intriguing. It's like never endless. There's it, you, there's so many combinations. Who knows what'll be next, you know? Although right now it's getting kind of bottlenecked with all the gelato like terps, you know, but I'm excited to see what the next wave is. 
it's smart that you're keeping the old stuff because when it does get bottlenecked, it's people like you and it's people who have kept some old school strains like we're talking the chem 91s and things like that who can bring that back into the fold and cross that you know what i'm saying and try to like diversify a little bit yeah then the legal industry is so new it's like everybody's on like what's hype and trending right now but as it like becomes a more legitimate industry people want to try those rare old strains i feel like you know they could be like a niche like some like rare alcohols are or whatever you know like some older bottles 100 <coughs> percent. that one's hidden i mean like just to be able to do something like to come over and see you and you got all these jars out it's just you there's so many different experiences in all these jars it's like you know you can just appreciate like what I'm saying is like, you don't see a lot of people pull up with a vast array of like Maui skunk dog. I don't know when I smoke that or like, I'm thinking right. like, damn, when's the last time I even smoked Maui? Wowie. Like it's been, you know, I don't see that around, you know? So it's, it's dope that you, you're really in tune with that. Nice, yeah. Talk and to us about like, um, not to cut you off, but the, the, the beginnings and stuff. Mm -hmm. You guys, you boys are SD from San Diego, yep. born and raised. Yep. Coming born up. and raised in uh, Ocean Beach, Point Loma. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, it's a That's cool dope. area. Great area. Yeah, very blessed to grow up by down the there? beach. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We checked out the seals and shit a few times. Had some great agua mariscos, you know. Phenomenal. Mexican food in the world. Even better than Mexico. Like, you know, I've eaten a lot of good Mexican The seafood in San Diego at the the Mexican spots. I mean, I mean, some of the best I've ever had. Yeah. Hands down. It's our I've I've traveled all over the world and I always come back to San Diego. It's just like Mexican food's for I was living in Australia for a while and I thought I was like convinced I'd stay there forever, but like the food is not very good. And I just craved Mexican Damn. food so bad. And the <laughs> weed sucks too. At least like 15 years ago, the weed sucked. Mm -hmm. But I'm, it's getting better now. Like, no I, do, I do talk to a lot of people weed, on Instagram <laughs> that like, shit, you know, there's, there's some homies down there that are killing it. But yeah, be uh, careful now. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> the, the waves down there are incredible. And just like the vibes. Mm -hmm. Australia is an incredible place. The people yeah. are super friendly. But I just craved San Diego Mexican food so bad and good weed. I had to come back. It's like, that Cali. Yeah, a California burrito, you know, that's you like my go-to. In LA, it's different. The Mexican food's way different. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even eat it Mexican. Outside of San Diego, I do not really eat Mexican food. LA has Makes fire sense. street tacos, and then San Diego is more like burritos. Although, yeah. like, you, Except you for get tacos good in both Gordo, places. Bro. That Put, place is like straight out of Tijuana. Put us like, on a few spots down in uh, San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> tacos gosh, El Gordo, bro. And go. And for like a good taco Tacos shop. El Gordo. Tacos El Gordo. It's like the closest thing you will get. You don't have to cross the border for it, but they got like Autobata, all this shit. They like have them straight. in Vegas and stuff. Now yeah, they too. have one in Vegas now. But it's too, not but as like, good. But. I'm telling you, man, you go in there and you'd be like, whoa. But for like a taco right. shop, Nico's yeah. in Ocean Beach is yeah. the spot. Nico's in yeah. Ocean yeah. Beach. For burritos, the spot. Yeah. Smack you want a good burrito, Nico's is the place to be. Okay. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, you guys yeah. got to try it. That's dope, then. Yeah. We got to come down there at some point. Nico's, dude. Yep. That guy's a man. He's owned it since I was little and used to give us like free burritos. If you would show him a good report card back in the day. I love that. You know? That's some, man, that's a real. That guy's been around forever, yeah. bro. Yeah. Yeah. He's a man. That's dope. That's dope for real. So what's the first time, Sean, you ever started smoking weed, man? What was yeah, the started first? started off with um, that, man. First time I smoked weed, I was uh, 14. And uh, a friend of mine's older brother called me up. I didn't have a cell phone then. So he called my house. He's like, oh, uh, come cruise with me. We're going to. Uh, <laughs> This thing called Festia, which is like a like a Portuguese party in Point Loma. There's like a lot of big uh, Portuguese fishing community there, so they have like a party every year kind of thing. Very but, cool. Um, 
So my friend picked me up and I didn't know we were going to smoke or anything like that. He's like a couple years older than me. And like, we drove down the street to this area, like Sunset Cliffs, which was like right by my house. We like parked there and we went to our other friend, had his van parked there and we got in his van. It's all hot box and stuff. And then like they handed me a joint. I was like, all right, you know, here we go. And I probably hit it a couple of times. I, I doubt I inhaled it or anything. Then went to the place and the, I remember like on the drive, this road felt like normally it's like, you know, like a 30 second road, but it felt like it was like 30 minutes, like to me, you know, like I was pretty baked. And I remember like going, seeing the homies at the spot that like, I know they all smoked, but I hadn't yet. And I'd be like, oh, smell my hand. And like reeked of like a joint, you know, like I thought it was so cool, you know. <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty classic looking back. Part of now, back. Yeah, exactly. Right? They're probably thinking like young, I just huh? hooked up with like a chick or something like that. Uh, yeah. And then oh. it was like, yeah. Oh, it's like smelled like some joy. Yeah, like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, I was like, all stoned out of my mind. Yeah, he's like pushing his hand in their face. Like, get the fuck out of here. What the fuck? What about you, Jordan? What was the first time? Just see, what was lateral? What's the oh. first time you ever? I feel like Jordan started young. No, 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 14. No, Holy no, no, no. Well, I didn't like become a star a year. It wasn't until I was like 15 that I like really became a okay, star. Yeah. Like I smoked a couple times after that. But then like when I was a sophomore in high school, like all my friends were smoking. And then it was pretty much like I just like started smoking with them. And, and you like, surf. So it's like it kind of yeah, goes a little hand in hand. Especially like, yeah, yeah. you're in Ocean you, Beach. You, like you become SD. friends with a lot of older people <laughs> yeah. when you're surfing and stuff. And it's like everybody that surfs pretty much smokes weed. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be rare if you didn't smoke weed. What well, was it, back then? Yeah. What was the tree like? Was it stress at first and then went to chronic? Yeah, I think well, I wouldn't say it was stress, but it was like probably some pretty good weed the first time I smoked some a joint. Some easy popcorn. And no, then like, um, I'd say like the first few, I was stealing weed from my dad actually the first few t- times I smoked after that. Like he used to have me be like his lookout when I was like 12. Like he'd be smoking on family trips and I'd be like <laughs> yeah. looking out for my mom or sisters. <laughs> You know, and he's like, he'd be like trying to get me to smoke when I was like 13. Oh, and I was like shit, really dude. into like youth group and stuff at the time. And I was oh. like, no, 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 I'm never smoking weed. Yeah. And he's like, for real? Yeah, dude, so Phil's, funny. Phil's oh. a character, bro. Your parents are open to it. You're like, nah, I'm good. Pops and is I like, my dad tell me, like, if mind. you ever want to smoke weed, I'm cool with it as long as you smoke weed on the weekend. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever, you know. Yeah, like, like that works. Yeah, like I was like, I'm never smoking weed anyway, so it doesn't matter. But then like when I did start smoking weed, like, you know, I'd go in there and steal from my dad's stash and I knew where his bong was. I had his little like fucking bong from like 1977, like this weird ceramic bong. And then like my mom went, I went to go surfing after smoking. My mom went in the garage and smelt it. And then she's like, called my dad. And then like I came back and she was like confronted me about it. And I was like, well, dad said I could smoke on the weekend. And then she asked my dad, like, I don't remember ever saying that. He's like, Full well, you know classic. what? That sounds like a pretty good deal. <laughs> and then like he went and bought me a vaporizer from the smoke shop. And he's like, yo, because uh, he wanted one for himself too. Like that was an excuse to my mom. Like, oh yeah, we got to get Sean a vaporizer. It's better for his lungs. But uh, he's like, yeah. So like, he's like, as long as you and your friends are just smoke at home, I don't mind. Cause he's like, where do you guys go to smoke when you smoke? Like, oh, I don't know, like in alleys or like on top of the elementary school roof, you know? Or like, what the fuck are you guys thinking? He's like, you guys are gonna get in trouble. It's like, just smoke at home, you know? So it was like, he's definitely super cool that he was like chill Bro. like that, you know? But, Absolutely. Yeah. Very yeah, chill. first That's time crazy. smoking, Jordan? Well, I was 15. I was pretty big into baseball. Like as a kid, I played travel baseball, like, all sorts of stuff. I was on varsity as a sophomore or could have been, but I got ineligible because I started hanging out with some of the boys. But like, <clears throat> and then I, I was always against it. You know, I'd seen it all. <laughs> Being from OB, there's always weed. I was, I saw it like sixth grade. They would smoke in class. Nobody really cared. But then, I, well, one time, I don't know. I was like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. After practice, I'm down. 
and ha- and like all the boys were like, what? You know, like what? All right, like pick me up, and they were like packed in the car, ready with like a two and a half foot zong. You know, we got lit and went to McDonald's, and I never missed a day since. Smoked weed every single day since, just yeah. on it. And like the, we always used to get good weed because the homie we were kicking it with his <clears throat> uncle was the man, and he would jump through his fuck. He might hear this and might beat him up, but uh, <laughs> he would jump through his window. And knew the safe code, bro, and would hit homie for like a QP to a half P. Ooh. Every to hog's breath, fucking chem D, fire. His wow. uncle was like, you know, probably mid-20s at the time, you know? Yeah. Mid-low 30s. Straight. Just, yeah, bro, would come fucking out. Fucking stack. Be, he'd be point man, you know, whatever. He, he'd come out and just break everybody off. Boom, 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 boom. And then... So we just started. San Diego's always had like a pretty heavy gross scene where they're like, you know, like the Hog's Breath, Bull Rider, P91, (laughs) Cat Piss. So, like, people that are connected always had really good weed since like the 90s, you know, especially early 2000s. There was so much good weed that was unique. You guys have rebels down there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even if you're younger, you knew like older cats that would all have good weed, you know? So it's like, we were definitely smoking ice. Oh, yeah. You guys have shops down there. I remember Prop 215 days that were just like guys that really put on for the culture, bro. They like would like we we would get hit up from these 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 like Premier SD. Like I I can't even think of how many shops, but San Diego just I would always hear how many people were so enthusiastic about cannabis. Like man, we really need weed. Like we want the best brands. We want what LA had. Like you just the cannabis culture in in San Diego thrives. And it's so evident when you're out here. It's like booming. Yeah. I I had a job at a dispensary, uh, like right when I turned 18, um, my, my (laughs) sister, she dated her boyfriend worked at a dispensary and I was like 17. I thought it was like the coolest shit. Cause this was in like 2005, 2004. And, uh, he'd bring over all this medical weed and like, Oh damn, that's bomb. And like, I was actually had like some plants I was growing in the backyard and he thought that was dope too and shit. So like the day I turned 18, I went and got my med card and he got me a job at the shop ocean beach dispensary. And like, we had a mom room down downstairs. We'd like sold all our own clones and like, they had like 75 genetics, like all kinds of sick shit, like the bull rider, which I loved and P90, like they had everything. And it was like, I was only 18. Most people working there were like 25, 30 and stuff. And like some, like some of the guys, my, my buddy Ronnie that worked there, he had like a bunch of OG Kush cuts that he was growing. And like at 2005, like at the shop, we were paying like 7,000 a pound for, for, for OG Kush. And like, he was the only person I knew that was growing it. And it was, it was like, I was so blessed at that young age to be around all these older guys. Like the, the other homie, Jerbo from Bull, he owned like Bull Rider clothing. And he was like part of the like P91 crew and stuff. So like these guys were all like super loked out growers from San Diego that like kind of like mentored me at a very young age. That P91 is a famous strain. Yeah, I, I don't think it's around anymore. I know there's like some people have found some good S1s that are pretty close. I mean, it might still be out but there. Hopefully that's it is. Casper and them too. What's it like? Yeah, Casper, Casper dude on Maui. That What's we that strain about? like? The P91. It's like a pure indica, like the sleepiest weed you've ever smoked. Like it makes like I used to fall asleep playing Counter-Stripe at, after playing it, like at the keyboard, like it's strong and super sticky. It grows like super tight nodes. But then once it gets going, it kind of grows like super stretched out, weird. Citrus or Kush? No, it's more like almost like people always describe it as like peanutty, like, but it's almost like a, like a wintry mountain. It's like the most hard described strain ever. Wintry mountaintop with this peanutty. It's like, if you smell it, it's indistinguishable. And if you ever smell it again, you're like, that's it. 
but it's like you can't explain it and it almost even has this like hayness to it but a dank hay i don't even know like it's insane it's one of my favorite strains of all time mostly just because of its like medicinal properties for sleep like it's because so many people ask like oh what will help me sleep and it's like bro if we had p91 you're like smoke p91 you're out you're like yeah. knocked down on the keyboard on yeah, <laughs> Counter -Strike. yeah. Counter -Strike. yeah. 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 kill kill bro, kill yeah. kill fire yeah. in the hole yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell Dude, so that was the first time you were you had basically been introduced to cannabis cultivation or plants was when you got that job or had no you um when i was in high school a friend of mine uh he went to amsterdam our senior year and brought back some seeds hell yes and then uh he was growing some of those seeds and then like once it started he was growing on his windowsill and then uh we graduated high school and he was going on a trip and he's like i can't take care of this plant do you think like you could take it and then I was like, oh, I'll ask my mom if she'll let me grow it in the backyard. And she said, okay. And I was like, oh, shit, awesome. Let's do it. And so I threw it back there. And then since I was growing that plant, I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just grow some other plants. So, like, my friend had some, like, Afghan Kush <laughs> seeds. And I grew that out. I, like, just grew one of those. And it was like, I wish I would have, like, kept around now looking back. But it was, like, some fire, too. And then I just slowly, like, popped more seeds. And then it was like that fall was when I turned 18 and got a job at the dispensary. So it was like, I was just cropping right around the time I got the job. Like my first crop ever was on my 18th birthday. I harvested a plant of snow Epic. white from like Amsterdam. Wow. Uh, I, I don't remember who bred the snow white seeds, but it was, I guess some like Dutch breeder from back in the day. And then I jarred it up too early and it all turned brown because it was still wet when I jarred it up. Like the stems were bending. I didn't know they had to wait till they snapped. For whatever reason it went from bright green to like brown buds but it's still like smoking ice mm -hmm. and i was stoked on it but then luckily the afghan kush that i harvested after was actually like fire really like, but what was crazy i would smoke that out of the pipe it tasted like almost like lemon and pine and like even like a little bit of like a kush like i don't know it's like kush but different and then um but out of like a bong and stuff the flavor wasn't there and like even out of the joint like the flavor was there but nothing like for whatever reason it's like the best weed i've ever had in my life out of a regular pipe I don't really like smoking out of pipes. Like, honestly, I don't get any, any flavor at all when I smoke out of a pipe. Yeah. Yeah. But that shit, I remember being like insanely good. And then like, um, later on I popped some more seeds of that and found a male of it. And then, um, I like topped the male and like put the, the top in a cup of water with like some parchment underneath it and collected all the pollen. Cause I was on icy mag and stuff at the time. Dude. Gross. Like people were like kind of <laughs> okay. guiding me. And I pollinated a bunch of other stuff that I got from the dispensary I worked at. So I like pollinated like God's gift and like green crack. How Larry old are you OG, at the time? 18. Wow. Oh. And uh, a lot of foresight there and a lot of like uh, experiments. Yeah. Cool. Your parents were so open to you creating. They yeah. weren't like, no, 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 go play soccer. Well, it's like, I was no, I'm interested. I wasn't telling what I was doing. <laughs> you, know? you know, I was just like, had some pool, uh, some plants by the yeah. pool in the backyard. But they let you go. Like doing, yeah. Like first yeah. it was like one little plant in a pot and then I like cut out a bunch of fucking weeds and like had a little area on the side, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they come back three weeks yeah. later to the whole backyard. It's right. Yeah, seriously. Rows of. Yeah. <laughs> so I a few that, seeds. It helps though that you're good on this the computers section. and shit too. Cause like a lot of people would, you know, like I'm not good on the computer. I wouldn't have been able to go as far as him because I wouldn't have found the mm -hmm. IC forums, bag and the yeah. forms. And then like, yeah, I look at them now, you know, but like back then there, I would have, you would have never caught me. I would have just 
and to have the want and desire to be like, and now I'm going to take the pollen from this. And how am I going to collect, you know, and start to think through this situation of like, you don't even have them growing at the same time. It didn't just happen. You're like, I'm going to collect it, then grow that, then take that. You know, it's a, that's like without someone showing you and you reading that online, it just shows your openness to learn and like experiment. And that's what, I mean, look at this, you know, obviously. (laughs) Actually, now that I think about it, um, what happened was, um, I had that Afghan Kush in the cup of water in my room and I had all my moms in my bedroom at the time. And, uh, it pollinated some plants and veg. Cause, um, after that I flowered out a Dabney blueberry that I had tastes like straight blueberry muffins. I don't remember. It was like pretty popular in like the mid two thousands in California. But, um, when I flowered it out, I found like a seed on each branch, but it was at like that first little like teardrop calyx, like pre flower. Mm-hmm. There's the seed. Now, at the time, I thought it like had selfed itself because I didn't really know anything. I was like, oh, it's like, you know, it made some S1 seeds or whatever. But then like years later, I realized that it you can pollinate plants and veg hmm. and that those are actually Afghan, the Afghan Kush to the Dabney. And because then like I popped some of those Dabney seeds and the mail from that smelled like straight Dabney blue. I've never had seen a male smell so much like blueberries. Like it smelled like blueberry muffins too. the male. That's what I ended up pollinating everything with was the Dabney Blue male, but it was really Dabney Blue Afghan Kush. If you did that project today, it'd be like a sought after breeding project. <laughs> well, I still have all those seeds, uh, you know, Whoa, <laughs> and, uh, 17 years later. <laughs> and, and I was thinking, I want to pop some of the, for a spin there. the God's yeah. gift yeah. Dabney Blue that Afghan over here. seeds yeah. and find like a nice, like a uh, blueberry God's gift type of thing. Wow. Homie, uh, Malik, uh, I, I gave, I took some of that Dabney Blue pawn and gave it to my buddy Sub Rob. And he pollinated uh, ECSD with it, like sour diesel. Mm-hmm. So he made like some sour Dabney seeds. And then he made like F2s with those. And then there's like some guy in another state that like got some of those seeds at like one of the IC mag, like fun, like seed things. And like he's found some sick phenos. Epic. And then bro. like a fr- my friend Malik right now, like he found a mail from those F2s and he's going to give that mail back to Sub Rob and he's going to maybe make some F3s. So like we're thinking about maybe kind of like exploring that old line that I made when I was just a Grom see what's in there that's wow wow. yeah sorry for rant like going on no no no. this is the whole point of the show this is your show your show today oh you're turning into uh blackley's role model real quick (laughs) no (laughs) she's not even knowing it it's so dope it's such a cool i mean just the process and just that like you even then to think of have it because like it's like old baseball cards with a lot of growers like my dad used to always be like we'll put baseball card we used to put babe ruth on the spoke and we'd ride around the school like, that's like a fifty thousand dollar card now you know you hear these crazy stories but it's like yeah man we used to have seeds i had i remember for about five years hustling I went through every single fire unit. And if I found seeds, I would label it and put it in a bag. After about five years of going through, I mean, countless, I had these 50 to 100 bags of seeds that were from fire that had just been moved around through, you know, and uh, one of my homies was like someone I looked up to and he, you know, at some point I was just like, here you go, bro. You should do something with these. Looking back, like, bro, right now, that's like. That would have been God's gift to man right now. These seeds that oh, I, I mean, from 20 years ago, 18, 18 years ago, hustling all the packs that were coming through central to South Florida, you know what I'm saying? Like just looking through things and you'd find a seed or two and all my homies would be like, I got a seed for you. And then, you know, That's and they would be like, out of those yeah, peas yeah, that dude. you, you know, and like, all, and it was just, and I've effed up, but you had the foresight, man, to really be like this, maybe I should hold on to this. 
and not just like give this to somebody or or just plant it in the backyard and then it die. You know, like right. that to say like where where is this going to go someday? And now look, I mean, dude, insane. Yeah, I mean, at the time I was just looking at it as like strain preservation, like keeping strains in a seed form seemed cool to me because like collecting strains and clones was so new because it seemed like before like 2005 and the clubs kind of like really flourished, people were really tightly held, holding their strains. And when dispensaries started to really flourish in California, people were kind of letting out these clone only mores and starting to trade and stuff. And it was all new to me because I was still young, but just like to have like hybrids and seed form to me, it's like, oh, cool, I'll have this in the vault. I ever, you know, cause I wanted to travel and I wasn't going to grow forever. I thought, you know, but mm -hmm. cause I used to be really into like video editing at the time. And that's what like I did for a job for several years. And then like, um, I just got screwed over several times, like not getting paid and stuff. And then like, uh, the main person I was working for their like accountant, like stole like all of their money and like all the like checks that like were supposed to be going to me. They were like writing QuickBooks. It was going to me, but paying themselves. It was like all this chaos to where I just like, all right, I just got to grow more. I was always growing like as a hobby, but I was like, oh, I got to focus like to do it. Like, cause like I can't, I'm not getting paid doing the video editing stuff. So let's, let's see how we can do it as a grower. So then it went indoor. Lights, well, I was still doing it. Oh, so this was years later mm -hmm. after doing video editing for several years. So like I had that grow in my backyard when I was like 18 to like 19 until I was like 21. Then we sold that house. My family sold that house. And then I, moved to Maui for a little bit because I was doing video editing with someone from Maui, like a surfer from Maui. Shout out Clay Marzo. And uh, so I was doing editing for him. And uh, so I moved out to Maui to work with him. And I thought maybe I'd stay there for a while. And then um, we came back. So my mom decided to buy a house. And we, she was going to buy a house in Maui, but then bought a house in San Diego, back to San Diego again to be close to her mom because she was like towards the end of her life. So, uh, but when she bought her house in uh, San Diego, there was like a granny flat downstairs. And she's like, oh, you can rent out this granny flat if you want and like grow in it. And I was like, are you kidding me? It's like, okay, like I'll move back to San Diego from Maui if we could do that. Because like I was still, I like I miss growing. Like mm -hmm. I was doing video editing, but I still like I really miss growing a lot. And so we went back and I started doing that. And then like, I just had a tent in a bedroom. And in that same bedroom, I had a closet for a veg. And I, I ran that for like, a couple like a year or two and then uh i when i that was about when like the video editing wasn't going as well i expanded to another closet for more veg and then the video editing wasn't going as well so i decided to take down the tent and turn one bedroom into a whole flower room and then use the tent as a veg <laughs> and then i just like ran that for a few years and then uh eventually got like a, a larger spot that i have now that's like what kind of strains you run at the time all your in-house stuff popping seeds all that type of stuff popping seeds and yeah. collecting trading clones you know just people i met on the forums over the years like all these guys now they're like huge names like lump status and like jungle boys and archive you know like i knew them from the forums and we trade them cuts and stuff so i'd always run cool cuts even though i was like you know just like a kid growing in a bedroom downstairs of his mom's place you know but it's like i was so like you were obsessed with strains and heritage and genetics and history that all these like older established guys would like still like have a rapport with me, you know? Mm -hmm. You have any close calls? I mean, growing, growing is um, a sketchy thing. And now you got, at least you got your parents. When I was working people. at the dispensary, we got raided and I was, I was in the back rolling joints and I'm, cause I was like rolling all these pre-rolls. I look up on the camera window <laughs> and there's like 10 dudes in uh, sheriff, 
SWAT gear, basically like, knock on the door, like search warrant, police department. And like, so I like, went, let them in. And then like, there's like a fucking like pipe, like with billowing smoke of hash, like right next to me. And I'm like looking up with this big old like pile of weed and stuff. And then like, they like pulled us all out and like patted us down, like emptied our pockets and like took our names. And like, they asked me, and I was like, oh, I'm just a volunteer here. And they're like, all right, you can go. You grab your stuff and go. And then like I went and there's like I had a jar of weed in my pocket and I went to grab all my stuff. And then like I was like, uh, I probably can't grab that, right? And then like one of the guys was like, Oh, you shouldn't have said anything, man. And I was like, fuck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you got me, fucking guy. Yeah. Then, uh, another time, so and then like a so that happened, but they didn't find our downstairs grow that we had because it was like uh a two unit place and but there's like another business there's multiple businesses they didn't realize that we were renting out the bottom stairs unit too and so that next like two days later we tore out the grow and i filled up my car with a bunch of moms like my whole back seat out of this old like 1981 diesel mercedes and like thing was like a freaking beater but and like the whole every there was like probably like a couple thousand clones in my trunk and like fucking like the gold one yeah, and like 50 <laughs> yeah. moms in my back seat and my that car, the gas tank didn't work. And I'm driving back from the dispensary and I run out of gas. Oh. And I run out of gas in front of an elementary school. Oh, and shit. And it's 1 a.m. Oh. And the gold diesel bends. Yeah. Middle of the no, night. You know, well, you actually, can, I was, can, at, you I was out partying actually with friends like and drinking and I get the call. We're tearing down Crusades the grill. You need to come right now. now. So like I wasn't planning on like having like, you know, I was like, oh, I was just down the street from my house. Like, you know, but yeah, okay. And I ran out of gas. So I called my mom up. I was like, I'm out of gas. And don't be mad, but my car is filled with marijuana plants. And I'm in front of the elementary school. <laughs> and like she came with a can of gas and filled me up. Luckily, no cops came by or anything, but I was stressing. Well, oh, man, big shout dude, out, mom. Have yeah. you guys seen a Fast Times Ridgemont High? Yeah. Spicoli? Of course. Mind you, this guy yeah, has blonde hair yeah. down to his hair, fucking yeah. shoulders. Blonde hair down to Anybody here. Everybody call by, me Spicoli. You're going to be like, that guy's Spicoli. got 100 pounds in the fucking uh-huh. truck. For sure. Exactly. My, my IC Mag name was Spicoli. That's partly why I kind of like got an in Bro, with all like these guys because I had like the memorable avatar with Jeff Spicoli on there. <laughs> yeah. Spicoli name. So everybody's Surfing, like, oh, yeah, Spicoli. You know, people always be stoked on me on IC. Bro, Mag. you would have been like the story they tell around this. Like this kid ran out of gas in front of the school with weed. Yeah. Pu- like it would have been yeah. like the one they tell around the, 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 the cops tell to each other. Like, can Bro, you believe yeah. this? This fucking <laughs> idiot. And then no, yeah. you go look at him and he'd be like, nah, checks out. Dude. He's like, <laughs> exactly. like, Bro, let me call my mom that. or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> chill. I work at the dispensary, man. It's good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. The surf must be good in the morning. Can we like hurry this up? Oh, you know? yeah. dude, the surfboard to the top of that Mercedes strapped, and you'd have been <laughs> solid, dude. What a photo that would have been. What those strains would have been? Did you keep oh. those? What's up with those strains? Any no, of the strains since back then? Um, the only one that's like still around, really. I mean, there's other ones that are old, but like there's this old Valley Cut that my friend that I worked with, we called it Valley OG, and he uh, had a friend that he met that worked at the black smoke shop in OB. And uh, this guy that worked at the black told my, like my buddy said, oh, I work at the dispensary. And he's like, oh, wow, really? Well, I grow. And he showed him some of his flowers and he had some OG when like we were paying, you know, 7K for OG at the time. He's like, wow, that's really impressive. Holy shit. My friend was tripping because he was growing too, but he didn't have OG. And then um, like they build up rapport over the years. My friend always going there, like getting glass or whatever. And then eventually he was like, yo, man, uh, I got to move. Would you be able to take these cuts for me and hold on to them until I get like 
going again. He's like, yeah, sure, man. And he took the cuts in and he had like, uh, this guy paid like 10 racks to get a tray of cuts that like some, some OG cut. Like he had an OG Kush from Victorville an OG Kush he got in the Valley and then a sour OG and an OG diesel. So my friend got all these cuts, but they came with spider mites. So he mm-hmm. took like six months to try to like get them healthy again. And they finally flowered them out. I'm like, oh shit, this is like the real deal. Like this is the heat rock we were calling it. Like, this is insane. Like we were tripping. Like the first night, like like five weeks in flower smelling it. We're like, oh my God, this is it. He took me and like our other buddy out to get steak and lobster at the casino. By <laughs> so stoked. You got the spider mice <laughs> off of it. Thank yeah. you. And yeah. then so like, he's growing that cut out. And he, he goes back to the, the smoke shop to like see the guy that he got it from. And like, yo, you know. And he's not there. And he goes back a few other times and he asks the people, yo, where's like, I think the guy's name is Adam. I don't remember the guy's name. And they're like, oh no, like he just like didn't show up to work one day and he's never been back since. And he flowered them all out. And well, no, the guy just never got the cuts back that originally paid oh. 10 racks to get him. But my friend got just him for gone. free because he was to be like the person to hold on to him for him. But the guy that was the original owner was never to be seen again. I mean, sometimes my friend was like the only person that I knew at the time in San Diego with OG Kush. Maybe he'll see this. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he'll reach out. Maybe he murdered somebody and fled to Mexico. I worked at the Black in like 2004 (laughs) and was growing Valley OG and Victorville OG. You're out there. Yeah. And then so like, but I had lost that Valley cut a couple years ago. And I just recently talked to my boy, Ronnie, that like was the one that originally had it. And he says he still has it. It's like he sent me photos like two years ago and it was like on the brink of death. And I assumed it died. And I was like, oh, it's gone. And then he's like, oh, do you know anyone that still has the valley? And I was like, oh, I think my boy Grayskull has it, but he's out in Oklahoma now. And he's like, oh, he's like, well, I still have it. And I was like, dude, I got to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have it currently, but I'm, I'm going to get it back for sure. It's, it's an like OG, a OG. Yeah. Uh, it's like a very piney. So I thought it was the same thing as the SFV because like reading online at the time, Swerve had the SFV OG. And I was like, oh, this has got to be this valley cut. And then through my buddy ape i got the sfv because he was buddies with swerve and i grew the sfv in the valley and i was like well these are not the same <clears throat> the sfv has like a little more orange hairs and more golf ball nugs and the the valley's kind of got like a little more like pine cone shaped tops and a lot more like piney uh, my one friend always described it as a can of tennis balls like open up a mm. crack and open a can of tennis balls wow okay. that's what he said the valley always smelled like to him but it's just like a pure og just bomb old og cut and then like that Victorville cut, uh, when I ended up meeting KRD, he had a Victorville cut and then like his crew eventually started calling it a, a BTY OG. And then like, it was the same as the Victorville that we had or whatever. And it was like, oh shit, like, that's pretty cool. Like, like to meet someone from a completely different circle years later that had a Victorville OG. And then they went on to call it BTY and we thought that, oh, what's BTY? I mean, better than yours. Like, oh, that's like the catchiest shit ever. You know, like that sounds like anybody that hears that, like almost either going to get offended or, Bro, or intrigued. I you remember know? almost getting beat up by some older guys a couple of times when I was like, oh, check my weed out. Like, what's this called? And I'd tell them and they'd be like, what'd you say to me? You know, I'm like, oh, dude, no, it's the name for real. Like, that's what they call it. You know, <laughs> and I, was like, Fuck. I keep hearing about that strain. I, I, I used to hear about the BTY when I would ask, like, what's the best kush you guys ever smoked? I used to ask that question to a lot of growers because I would hunt. I wanted to hunt down the best OG cushion in California and have that out, like, you know, as a staple in my in my strains. And I used to hear a lot, three or four names, one pure kush, one of them, which which kind of is general pure kush PK, which there's a few versions. Yeah, BTY. 
I always hear, always yeah. King Louis. I heard about a few times Tahoe, that people bring in Tahoe, you know, but like more than anything, BTY, a lot of guys in LA talk about there was this cut you know a decade ago called bty that was like the og cut. yeah and it's like a lot of people had it at one point and not many people really do anymore luckily i still have it like wow I, at one point i had like 50 like i've probably yeah. grown like 100 different og cuts over the years but at one point i had like 20 og cuts and but now i just have three i just have like the face off og the bty and then the white fire 43 i guess you know that's not pure og but it's one. It's actually like my favorite OG of the three of any OG ever is the white fire 43. Yeah. I know a lot of people kind of got dirty cuts or like whatever epigenetics drift or, but when the white fire 43 is on point, it's the best OG Kush I've ever smoked. OG rascal, big yeah. dog, man. Like, we're huge fans. It's just like yep. a pure OG gas, but it's like fatter nugs and more potent, but it's just like, if you don't dial it in, it maybe doesn't like, or like if your cut maybe has like some epigenetics or whatever has happened to it. Different maybe, pheno. Who knows? Yeah, a lot of people got, are chasing tired by now because it's been like, you know, 10 <coughs> years almost at this point since Ivan hunted that white fire 43 cut. Man, this is smoke. And we're smoking this LA family farms Skittles times Skittles rosin. Skittles flower times Skittles rosin yeah. hash hole. And then pack odds just, just rolled up. I just lit up this banana bread. Nice. Tell us about the banana bread. Mm -hmm. So that's a banana OG crossed to Oreos. So if you, I'm sure if you guys, everybody see my Instagram page, I have a lot of Oreo crosses I've been running the last few years. And that's just because the Oreos is unstable and it'll throw some like actual male flowers sometimes on like lower popcorns. And when I first got the uh, Oreos cut from um, the, the homie obsolete gave it to me like, I don't know, like four years ago, probably. And not, like the, no one really had it in California yet at the time. I mean, some people did, but it wasn't really around. And like everyone that saw it at first was like, wow, this is incredible. And like everyone would eat it up. So like, I'm going to grow a bunch of this. So I always had some in the garden. I didn't like, I never monocropped it because I'm always running like 50 strains at one time and like a little 10 light grow. But I would run, always have Oreos going over the like a two year span basically. And I would always find bag seeds when I'd ride run Oreos. And so I'd always keep and label whatever I'd find the bag seed in. And then I grew those bag seeds. And then obviously they're crossed to Oreos. So like that zero gravity that I entered in the first Olympics, I was like GMO crossed to Oreos. And I just popped one seed. I have more seeds of that cross, but I just popped one seed. Like I popped a bunch of seeds of different crosses, but that zero gravity came from one seed. And it's stable. They're stable. The seeds are stable, even though it's off of. A um, I mean, like there is a chance. I mean, I yeah. do still find like an occasional bag seed in some of them, but I, it's hard with all my strains I'm running. It's hard to know really where the pollen came. But it's from. not like a big issue. But yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. an issue for me at all. Yeah, wow. well, if it's anything, it's like a sure. treasure. You find yeah. out of it, you know. <clears throat> Is that where the color's coming from on the banana bread? Because it's got a crazy color. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And what's crazy, the first time I grew it from seed, it was pure green <laughs> and it smelled like banana cream. And then this is the first time I've grown it from clone and it's like purely purple and super frosty. It was frosted the first time, but now it looks more frosty because of the purple. But now it has like this like fruit basket smell in there too. Like the homie Malik says it smells like cherry pie and bananas to him kind of. Bro, some people will kill the cuts they deem they don't think keepers the first round it happens a lot how crazy most is that people, though talk about i mean not most people but a lot of people make their selections after the first run because it's like you know a lot of people are just trying to find like something that has the good terps you know but even then sometimes the terps can 
changed as evidence right here you know we'll cut i mean you got to cut out a small percentage but dude like the second and third run from seed are so much better than the first run from seed from anything i've seen just to be honest yeah i know most growers don't even grow the first plant from seed and they just grow the clones out but i mean i just am like and so impatient and in hurry to see what's in there that it's like i'm gonna flower this seed one out you know as soon as i have a backup clone rooted i'm flowering out that one from seed ditto even if it's like not even mm -hmm. big enough and it's just gonna go in there and be kind of like not its full potential i want to see what's in there because i know i'm gonna run it the second time from clone anyways even if it's shit the first time from seed exactly yeah i just get like the thought of what could be there makes me too excited so i'm like yeah man let's get in there let's go yeah dude that did smell though like when we i came when we were talking about like what it should be called when we were smelling it it had like a banana bread like s smell to it and it was you're good you're good don't worry about it and i'm sure there's probably like 50 other banana it. bread strains already you know nowadays it's impossible to come up with a strain name but you know, Wait, for now no, i'm calling it banana but, yeah bread. but no, like it's i it was it made like, sense. It was green and it smelled like, and then this time around, when I when we were going through it, like when he was when we were first flowering it, I was like, I didn't like want to look down. I was being lazy, didn't want to look down. I'm like, hey, what is that? He's like, bro, that's the Bogo three. And I was like, no way. It's crazy purple, frosty, like has this weird smell, almost like like I couldn't, you know, smell like crazy grapes, something fruity. I was like, this is way different. It's enjoyable. This is like man. a whole it's different right now since we're talking about it. It's a whole different weed. It is. It's real enjoyable. We'll get some shots. Well, of yeah. That. So for this one, I popped uh, five seeds of the banana OG across to Oreos. And, but this was the only one that had banana terps. And then there's like another pheno that weirdly has like peach terps almost. But the first time I grew it from seed, it just like it was, didn't get all the love it, it deserved. But like, so I'm about to, I have it flowering right now actually from clone, but I was really excited about the peach scent on it. And another one almost had like a peanut butter dosi dough almost kind of smell. Mm. And then, the other two both had like kind of like a ruby reddish kind of ring pop smell. But then like once dry, it just kind of gets like a more blander Oreos creamy thing, you know. How much, what percentage of your garden do you dedicate to new genetics versus actual production of like keeping money coming in and a garden alive? You know, it's hard to, it's, some people it's, dedicate it's, their whole garden to just chasing all the time. And it's mine's like, like pretty much yeah. dedicated entirely to just uh, always new strains that like I'm getting or like that I have like, I'll maybe run like three to six plants of one strain at the most. I mean, like for the Zolympics, I had to run more, obviously. Then, but uh, It'll otherwise, I usually, honestly, I'm only having like one or two of each plant, like once per strain in there. You know, like we'll have uh, 15 plants per four by eight table and there's five tables. So what's that? 75 plants. Mm -hmm. But it's like sometimes I'll have 75 different strains in there all at once. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I'll have, to just, That's have a room. To, I'll have to just have like keep a happy medium in terms of like light intensity and then the feed strength. And then I just have the watering automated to where it just like waters for like a minute every hour for like the first like eight hours. I don't know. Something get I'm, I don't do like crop steering or anything like that. What medium do you like to run? Uh, I really like the charcoal cocoa cubes because it's like I, I ran rock wool for like probably like six or seven years. Mm -hmm. I, I love rock wool, but when I switched to automated irrigation and all the different strains and different dry downs is like, you know, some plants are thriving and then some are just getting overwatered and not liking it. 
and switching to cocoa, it can kind of handle the overwatering. You know, you can mm-hmm. just keep on watering it and it's all right. And then those cocoa cubes is like the ease of a rock wool. You just like soak, you know, soak it up and transplant it in. And that's the one plant I have until I harvest. No more transplanting at all, you know? So like whenever I'm transplanting clones, that's the only transplanting I'm doing. Such a cool product. It's comes in like a tiny little slab that's about uh, an inch, inch high and you soak it in water and it expands to six inches um, or or five and a half, five inches. Yeah, it's like of four a, inches tall, yeah. like six by six. Yeah. And you just plant the plant right in it. And that's the only thing you use. And through the whole cycle, it's it's yeah. such a genius. And it's in its yeah. own bag and everything. Yeah. And you really can have cool like, product. you know, the case, there's like 32 in a case. So you mm-hmm. just like have this box, you know, if you say you're like a, someone growing in like a house or apartment you're kind of sketched on you said bring these bags of cocoa you could just have this box of like 32 cocoa cubes you know they're definitely a very nice product that's awesome that's some game yeah yeah it is isn't it some game for sure (laughs) and that's what makes it hard to select some stuff because there's so many things going on you know and not everybody likes everything so you got to take into consideration that like well shit we're not we might not see it in its best environment it could be a lot better by itself or with something similar to Mm -hmm. it and you can dial that in specifically what makes a keeper then dude some of them just can handle the whole thing to just thrive sometimes i like stuff and i mean anything i like i feel like everybody likes almost but sometimes there's stuff i don't really like and everybody loves so i always gotta like kind of show a couple people and see their reaction first and like but for me a keeper is just something that's like tastes unique or like tastes good that like when you smoke it you can taste it because there's a lot of stuff especially nowadays you know there's a lot of people talking about cardboard terps and stuff to where you know it may look or incredible looking test high but then you smoke it and there's no flavor and then the the high is kind of boring yeah it's like the air pack as some people go you know like you're smoking air smoking smoke smoke. yeah and like if you don't have that flavor you don't get as high or like the high is just like a bore like it's not there you know it's kind of boring i don't at this point we smoke so much weed it's like i don't want to smoke it yeah because i gotta have flavor in my in my for sure smoke his dad's the worst yeah my dad's probably the pickiest even the people you see smoking these nicotine vapes and all this stuff it's all flavors yeah there's a reason for that no one's smoking original Dude, for, you know, for, no one wants to just ooh taste like nothing. nothing. You want to know like it's good over there? You get you roll it up and you give it to his dad, and this man will tell you right away. He'll hit it. What? No, no, no. What's this? This it's isn't ours. But he likes what to say, is is it? "Yeah, it's gone yeah. chalky. It's gone chalky." You know, yeah. and then that's how you'll look. So you'll look at see, a joint, judge like how deep. far it goes in the joint before it goes chalky, you know? And then sometimes like after the first taste, like, no, it's already chalky. I don't want this. You, know? you don't but miss, dude. That's no, how he judges how good it is, is how yeah. far it goes. What, what's his favorite, favorite one? God, what do you think? The zero gravity is his favorite just because for him, he's always talking about, uh, he has a broken back from when he was young. But he, like, he's still like, he's fine, but he has a lot of back pain and uh, the zero gravity, like, for whatever reasons, like the best thing ever for him for his back pain. Like he loves well, dude, it. He had back surgery and knee surgery in mm. the same year. Yeah. But he don't take, he doesn't take the pills, mm-hmm. you know? But so he's, like he so he's smoking that zero weed. gravity, like 20, yeah. 30 bong hits a day sometimes. Yeah. You know? So he, like swears he swears by, by it. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love hearing it. that. And some like weed rub. And like when we got a test That's in the first dope. Olympics, yeah. it tested for like some, well, some like, CBG or something. Yeah. So my, my, now my dad's convinced, like, bro, the CBG is got to be some miracle back pain relief. Yeah, man. Yeah. Know, it could be sure, some stuff you know? like that. I mean, he, honestly, he literally says he'll smoke a bungalow. <clears throat> he says instantaneously his toes, like, yeah, it's like he, feet like, his, start going numb. Yeah. And then he'll smoke 
This is what grabbed me. He's like, my feet don't hurt anymore. Yeah. All right, let's get back to work. Yeah, because dude, like, works he has like, farm a, yeah, stuff, he has like, a, a, he's got horses, he like and, seven horses, and like yeah. a couple of like donkeys and stuff. So Man, like, oh, no medication shit. after all those surgeries. I was like, dude, you're a champ. Super oh, cool though. Who can tell nice. you about your body better than the person whose body it is, right? Like who can tell you that like, man, this is working. I, I feel better. It's like, well, then that works for right, that yeah, person. Yeah, 100%. You know? when, we, when it was when cannabis was being oppressed a lot more, that was more of a topic. It was like, wow, this is helping people with seizures and helping people with back pain who have broken backs. And if it really works for them and they don't have to take painkillers or muscle relaxers or whatever else, yeah. get injections, whatever the, the alternative surgery again, whatever it is, it's like, dude, yeah, let them smoke some weed. A lot of people are dying in California from fentanyl. That's like huge. All over the world country right now but yeah oh, southern california is like crazy i'm sure if you looked it up it's probably it's killing a lot of people so you come back from hawaii which is dope as hell that you went there and did video work you're doing videography as well i'm assuming uh, like, i was just doing video editing so like uh there's so you were just surfer. kicking it you were living with him yeah and stuff, there's a or? surfer over there um that uh he 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 has like he had a filmer at the time and so his filmer would follow him everywhere and film and like we met through a production company i worked at in san diego and that production company basically like went under so after they went under they're like well why don't you just come and work with us directly and then so like i moved out there to like do editing with them directly but it was cool because like i would get to surf with him all the time <laughs> which was like you know being to see someone at that level in person is like incredible it's like way different than seeing it in video and i'd already like been gone through like tens of thousands of hours of his video before that and seeing it in person it was still impressive let's talk about athena one of the number one nutrient companies in the world athena nutrients Blackleaf, tell them how you use ipm in your garden athena ipm one of the best products out right now for ipm management this product passed testing for legal facilities and is what is what i use in my garden blackleaf approved athena ipm this product and all other products athenaag.com go check them out appreciate you guys hello guys alex here owner of mango tech store we are the house of pro master we are the house of think Pro. whether you're growing commercially growing at home or growing in a tent we got you come see us we got the best pricing best customer support nobody can beat us mango tech like i said before with the house of troll master with the house of think we got the new lifters in-house order up No, what's it like in Hawaii? You're living there, editing video. Oh, it was incredible. I love it there. I mean, but my you were goal long term is to move to back to Maui for sure. Like they have the best food in the world. Like they have a, G <laughs> a GMO ban. And so like all the food there is like locally sourced and like grown, like just like they have the best weed, like they have the best veggies and fruits and stuff, you know? And so really cool. all these world-class chefs go there and open restaurants and then the food is just insane because all wow, the ingredients bro. are so good. Put, put us on some game. For if, Bro, you go to Maui. if you go Lahaina Grill in Maui is like the best restaurant I've ever been. Lahaina Grill. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it'd be a fancy restaurant, but yeah, shout out to insane. them, man. When we out there, you better hook us yeah. up for this. Put us on one or two other spots with some with some dope shit. Um, what else I mean, do you if you want some yeah. fire, like fish and chips, uh Eskimo candy, they got this Opaka Paka fish and chips, the best fish and chips in your life. Like I was in Australia, like I said, and they have really good fish and chips. Like everybody eats fish and chips in Australia. But the Paka Paka Eskimo candy smokes any fish and chips wow. in Australia. But the yeah. too. 
Oh yeah, there's like the old man Nobu. I don't know if he's still around, but there used to be this food truck. This his name was Nobu, and it's like Nobu's food truck. He had this little tiny pink food truck, and he'd just be there like in front of the Napa Auto Parts on like Wednesday mornings. And you'd have to get there at like 10 a.m. because he'd be sold out by like 11:30 a.m. But he had all these different plate lunches he made himself. They were just like the mega fire. That's where the locals go in pillage. I mean, like you can't wow. go. There's lots of really good places on Maui. For what food. kind of weed am I looking for when I get to Maui? If I'm like just, I'm just landing. I'm like, man, I'm looking for some Moombo, weed here. If you're just like, if I'm, it's you, yeah. or if it's just like a no, tourist just a tourist, just a tourist. Oh. <laughs> you're probably gonna get ripped off and pay sixty yeah. bucks. 60 bucks an eighth for like some premature outdoor. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to get sure. to the real fire. Yeah. You're going to get ripped up. Yeah, I mean, you might meet a cool local that'll hook you up. But it kind of depends on what vibe you're putting out there too, though. Well, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. there's you different levels to tourists. Where do you meet that, the weed guy in Hawaii? Yeah. I mean, just uh, down at the beach. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. right? I mean, like I now you can go like driving on like the road to Hana, which is like the famous tourist thing in Maui. You're just driving on the road and like guys will come out on the road, like holding nugs up as you're driving by. Like, you know, like I was tripping. Like, I don't think that's the guy times. you want though. Probably not, dude. I'm, I'm, no, it was like I'm a big moat, you know, I didn't stop, you know, I got the hookup. <laughs> but it was like, it was a trip to see some guy trying to just like hold up a nug to like He's entice like you his, as you're like driving on this scenic road. like telling you know? his boys, no, hold on, hold on. We're going to get him to stop. Like we got nothing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got a sweet one coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, best bet to get weed if you're a tourist on Maui. It's just like um, you're gonna find somebody on the beach probably. Yeah. yeah what What know. are you doing when you're in Maui? I'm um, surfing and eating food, laying out on the beach, going to like sick hikes to waterfalls. What's some spots? I mean, I don't want to burn out yeah. any of the sick ones. They, what about beach to, wise? Like, where, where's a good area? Like, because Maui's like, a big island, yeah, right? So Maui's really big. So it just depends yeah. on what you want, you know. Okay. Like, I like the Upper West Side because there's like a lot of good surf breaks, and that's where like my friend was from that I was working with, and it's like uh, kind of protected for the wind. So like the winds are usually nice there because like the East Side and Hana, where there's like tons of cool hikes and waterfalls, but it's also super exposed to the wind, so it's always really windy. So like. It's not always the nicest, but, and then like the Southern area is like super hot and all lava desert and like sick, uh, crazy waves. You can like, if you have a nuts four by four with like the meatiest tires ever, you could drive over the lava or you could like hike like six miles across like fresh lava to these like sick coves and beaches and stuff. It's pretty living. Nuts. Yeah. Living. Maui's awesome. That's it's dope, got a little yeah. bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like still like in town where they have like, you know, like a target and like nice, you know, like, like some of the like modern comforts we're used to here. Whereas like, you know, some of the other outer islands are like, you know, it's like everything's closed at eight. And if you like need a phone charger or something random, you know, you can't just go and get it, you know, whereas like we're growing up in Southern California, you're just like used to like being able to get whatever you want, whenever you want. But I mean, Maui's the shit for sure. It does feel like the second chapter to a life should end successfully with something like that, right? Like you, you run this rat race and then you're like, I think that's how it ends more like on an Island yeah, surf and relax, you know, who knows, maybe like as if they open up, like grows more because they do have like a medical scene mm -hmm. there and grows now, but like, yeah, it'd be sick to have a grow on Maui one day or something. We'll Dude. see. I know like cookies has a deal out there right now and like the, with some other dispensaries on Oahu to where they have like some of the cookie strains at like Oahu dispensaries. So we'll see as like more California brands come out there or what will happen. I think if you're a good grower, you can move anywhere in the world. And as long as you have that same mentality, all it takes is a little space. All I, all you need is an extra bedroom and you'll become someone in that town. Meaning like if you went to Maui, bro, and you grow a fire, even if you put up a, a, a room, right? And you threw some lights up, 
within six months to eight months, you know, the other guys that are growing weed around Maui, you, you know what I'm saying? You start to find everyone knows who it's the same with any city. It's like, Oh yeah. You grow the fire. Like people cool find cool you. Lives. Yeah. Cause like yeah. on Maui, it's a small Island. Uh, so like, you know, if you're somebody that's burning bridges, like you'll like, they'll police themselves and you'll get run yeah. out of there. Make real sure quick. There yeah. you go. Make sure you're cool. If yeah, you are in Maui doing that, make sure you're cool <laughs> with them. You know, maybe shoot somebody. You want to check in. Shoot somebody, somebody, you know, something some free nice. We wanted to see the cockfights. Yeah. We wanted to go see some of that. that you got to go to TJ. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's way no, they got that in Hawaii. Way, way close oh, to the main island. Oh, Oahu. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I think yeah. they got cockfights my bad. on every island of Hawaii. Yeah, for sure. They do all kinds of wild It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It sounds crazy. I heard so, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. I've been to a few. My boy, one of my boys is from out there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Dude, I heard stories of like people in high school would have like birds in their like lockers, you know, and you'd like go by and you'd hear them. And then like after school, they'd like run to the cane. These guys have like, like them gold have rope chains with like rooster charms like this. I know. Straight they're gold. Tra- and they're, they're gambling uh, like crazy. It stages like a, a birthday party. Yeah, you walk up, <laughs> it's like a birthday party. Yeah. They got, uh, you know, um, what is that? Like, like a tent above it basically to like cover if like a helicopter goes by yeah, or yeah, yeah. that. Cause they have them in like right. cages and yeah. it's wild, like yeah. crazy for real. Yeah, it's like, like a pop up tent or tents. Yeah. But yeah. like in a backyard. Yeah. Like yeah a few yeah. of them, you know, Smart. people walking around. That's crazy. Could be like, you know, 60, 70 people there, 80 people, That's 100 people. <laughs> but it looks like a birthday party. They're like, oh, yeah. crazy. They're Everyone's all dressed up on nice, you know, pretty just cool. with their bird. Pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Next level. It's different out there. Um, so you come back, you're growing. Where, did you get with the dispensary then, or you were just kind of doing your thing? Because you said the, the the story of you in the car uh, in front of the school, right? How yeah. old were you then? And like, where that, were you I was at? 18 then. So, so that, that was, was before, before Maui. Maui. Yeah. Cool. So I moved you, to Maui when I was like 22. When you came back, what was it like? I mean, you got the spot. You said you uh, expanded up and ended up converting the whole room um, into a flower, right? Yep. Where did it go from there? Um, around that time, uh, I popped like, uh, some orange, well, jungle boys was getting real popular for his orange cookies that capulator found. I think they won like second at a chalice or something like that. And, uh, obsolete had gifted me a bunch of those orange hybrid seeds, like a couple years before that. And I was like, well, shit, I just need to pop some of these. So I popped some of the orange cookie seeds. I only popped three of them and I had like one male and two females. And then like one of those females. I kept, which I called Sunny D, which was like really nice. It like looked like cookies, but smelled like oranges. Like it was exactly what I would want from that hybrid. And so like, I, I kind of ran that for like a year exclusively and then started giving it out to friends and stuff. So like that cut got out like all over the country. Like there's people now in like St. Louis with like legal grows that are running that Sunny D cut. But it's like, I kind of started to get known for that Sunny D cut in a way, like on Instagram and stuff like that as the cut got out more and more, which is like, when I first gave it out, I just wanted friends to like keep it amongst themselves. But then some people like sold it and then more people sold it, you know, which it will happen, you know, but in the long run, it's like, it kind of just gives you more exposure and like people like, you know, they get stoked to run that stuff too. And I had already ran it for like a year before. So I wasn't as like bummed on it getting out. And then like, uh, I don't know. I just got more and more to growing after that, at that point. And, um, then I got that other spot, like we're saying now, that has the 10 lights with all the other, like, you know, I have like 80 plus moms right now. I would say of those 80, there's probably like 10 or 15 that are like my selections and stuff. And the rest are just like different cuts I've collected over the last like 15 to 20 years. 
it's been hard to keep them alive throughout the years. Yeah, that's why it's like good to have friends to give certain cuts to, you know, because, you know, if you go travel someplace or have to move, you can get those back as long as they can like keep them healthy. And then like over the years, you realize which friends you can depend on to keep cuts and which ones like, you know, are going to lose them. Yeah. So it, it is always good. Even if it's like your most cherished cut ever, you really do almost have to give it to people because like what if something happens and you lose that thing forever? It's like you're like greed is like. Screwing everybody else over as well as yourself, you know, because no one else will get a smoke it either. Dude, and he's downplaying it because at his mom's house, <laughs> this fool was living in the veg. The tent was open in his room <laughs> yeah. and plants around the bed, dude. Yeah. Like living in it, you know, like yeah. he was in it. We my, were all, my we current all wife, girlfriend at like, the time the was like is... having to deal with like sleeping in my bed <laughs> with the no fucking sleep, tent dude. right in front of the foot of the bed and fan I, noises going all the time. Plants all over, bro. I'm telling but you. Like there the original like house I lived at that I was going in the backyard, I had like a little T5 next to my bed and I'd run like an 18 and 6 veg. So like the light would like go out at like 2 a.m. and come back on at 8 a.m. So I'd like finally getting to sleep at 2 a.m. You know, dude, and classic. you could literally be like, "What's this?" And he could be like, "Oh, that's this." And then I'd be like, "What's this?" And it's all in veg, you know. And he, and then you'd look, check the label, and be like, "Fuck, how does he remember this shit?" So you just spend enough time with him every day. Mm-hmm. You understand? You can definitely identify like in, strain yeah. in veg. Always mind sure. blown, dude. It's a trip. Wow, man, fucking what a run! And like the amount of strains you have too. Like the Sunny D is that the strain that um, Lumpies was running? Yeah, so I gave that cut to Lump. Cause and then they got the letter about that one because of the name. Well, yeah, so, yeah, so uh, there's like, Their trademark there's like infringement. Dankman 707, yeah. I think okay. it was like part of like HTP group up in like Vallejo or like the Bay Area, like north of the Bay Area. And his dispensary, like he was getting lots of Sunny D from Lump and stuff. And his dispensary received the cease and desist from Sunny D Corp over the Sunny D name. I saw that. I was yeah, like, which like for me, I was like, oh, this is like cool. Your strain name, like you made it, you know, it's like, you know, because I, I was, you know, I wasn't marketing or I like kind of almost even like stopped growing it at that point because like orange terps were kind of getting played out. But it just felt cool. Like that Sunny D actually like got the attention that there's a Sunny D strain. At least like, I mean, there's multiple Sunny D strains too, though. Like there's like some other people, I'm sure, you know, with something, anything that's like a mainstream drink or brand, people are going to knock off as a strain name, you know? So but yours got the season. It exactly. got so big yeah. that they heard about it. I remember seeing that <laughs> letter where I was like, they get reposted and I was like, whoa, yeah, that's the sure. first one I've seen where it's like a, a large, yeah, a large company coming in and being like, yeah, we do not want a strain named after us, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, like, unfortunately for, like, Josie, RIP, like, Gorilla Glue really came down. He's, like, the first person to really, like, for something like that, have somebody actually come after you hard for that. So, nowadays, you really got to be careful with what you name strains. At least if you're going to actually try to, like, go mainstream or something. Yeah, People need to realize, too, it's about intent. So, like, you changing an S to a Z or you, like you know, putting one letter off or putting an upside down you or whatever. It's, it's about the intent. If you, if you're Coca-Cola and you change two things, you put eyes in a, like a smiley face. It's what are you trying to say though? Is it still pronouncing it Coca-Cola? You know what I'm saying? And so like a lot of people in this industry will be like, let's just change this letter. And it's like, yeah, but it still means this. And it's like, well, yeah, it's the, it's about the intent. And a lot of guys, I think in the grow, haven't talked to a lawyer guys naming strains, haven't talked to lawyers about like, when you go to name something like uh it gets tricky yeah 
puts a bit like you know if you're a black market grower who cares you yeah. can name it after anything, whatever you know but if you're trying to go like make a brand off your strain or like go to the legal side like you got to be a lot more careful about you're going to name things or change the name you can mm -hmm. build the hype on the black market for whatever name you want and then on the legal market you call it something else but everybody already knows it as skittles <laughs> but now let's call it original z you know yeah yeah. or just z or just yeah the one or yeah. yeah yeah i know and it's like that with a lot of strains now a lot of you've seen a lot of big brands having to convert over strains and you're they have to change half half the stuff in the whole market has to have names changed almost right now yeah and it's like with how Crazy. many bags or whatever people order like that's can be a quite the task bro so definitely the whole market's going to change especially with federal legalization that's when that's really going to come into effect yeah for sure they do I do what, like what Zushi's does with or does with his bags. And then like people get creative like that. It's cool to see, even though, you know, it's like Zushi's, but it's like. It's like a general term. Yeah, it's, bags, so it's, like, it's kind of different, you know, but what he did with the bags, mm -hmm. you know, is like, look, dude, people can get, you can get creative. You don't really need to like bite off of something to right. or there's make like something that, cool. That coochie know? runs bag. That one's pretty bad. Like that's how like Fire like, Farmer has like a sick like glove. Have you seen that one? Sick. That, that's a dope bag. It makes you be creative too. So it's cool. You know, it like, I like to see it. I've seen some people going epic with bags right now. Like yeah. really outside the box shit. I think yeah. it's hilarious. Like I, I like it. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. The Zoe one is like a bottle of soy sauce. <laughs> I'm like, this is, is dope as hell. <laughs> You know, like it's just cool. on and on. That's that pretty yeah. rad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or That's like the rad. new Zope bag with the fight. That was, that I like that a lot. Yeah. I tried to get a t-shirt with that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Sold out. Epic branding. Even those shorts, man. Deep East has yeah. such, D.O. Deep East has such a great branding and such a realistic, dude. I mean, killer yeah. person. Bro, yeah, when I went to their it. booth to get like a shirt, everything was sold out. Like everything. I was like, let me get that shirt. Like I was like, at the end of it, I was like, do you have any shirts? Any. And he's like, no, I got like a small, and I was like, bro, I wish, but yeah, no, that's not going to fly on me. I just let me get the shorts. I had to get the rosin. Fire. Uh, I, dude, I didn't even know that they Fire. had yeah, rosin. Wait, wait, I saw that today. People me? posting the rosin. I was like, oh what? my God, if I knew there was Zope rosin, I would have grabbed some. Zope rosin, RS11 rosin, yeah. I think, and then I don't also know, I, I saw Dale a couple matter. times. He didn't tell me. I was like, bro, how you gonna, I'm going to have to hit him up. Like, how are you going to not let me know you guys had Zope rosin? Yeah, but how, like, how long was it there for? Let's be real. No, I went like, at the end of the night at about oh uh, my gosh. one a.m. Really Are you serious? It. Yeah, no, we left at midnight, so it was definitely still there. There was plenty of rosin, no shirts though. Midnight, zero shirts. Everyone plenty was just having them. such a vibe yeah. that yeah. I I'm felt sure like eventually we'll try some more soap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my favorite strain right now. So okay, sure. yeah, no. like no. I've tried, you know, like thousands of strains. I would say, and soap's probably my favorite. Well, we've strain. got we've gone into this because I was like, bro, there's no way he was like favorite strain. Smoke it every day. I was like. Bro, are you serious? I'd say before that, Sour Double was probably my favorite strain. And mm. then like before Sour Double, that Valley OG was my favorite strain. Or just OG in general. Yeah. That's interesting because like Zope's such a different strain than those other strains. Yeah. yeah I mean, I love Skittles. Like <laughs> yeah, I fucking love Skittles. But then yeah. like Zope to me is like an upgrade on Skittles exotic. almost. It's like it's, that. Like, to me, it's like and that's I love the definition Sherb of too. exotic like, weed. Mm -hmm. Sherb's yeah. one of my favorite strains. Yeah. But it's like Sherb's hard. Like if it's a 10 out of 10 batch, it's like some of the best weed ever. But if it's an 8 out of 10, it's just good. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Like we're not yeah. all, some it's strains possible. can be like a 6 out of 10 and it's still really good, mm -hmm. you know? But so like it has that dank creamy candy sherb 
with the Skittles candy and a little bit of gas, but then there's this weird like d- detergent soap in there too. Then then like the flavor of the way I can like taste it in my lungs, like I can when I smoke sour double, but it's just like a way more like candy. I, I just love the flavor. And like it's pretty strong too. Like it's a lot uh, stronger it than Skittles. You like that? What do you think of that sure banger? I love sure banger too. Fire, yeah, right? Sure banger is really nice. It's like it's like a, a to me maybe sure banger is like proper sherb when sherb's a ten out of ten, but maybe it's not as hard talking to about, get it to be like that or something. We were know? talking about that earlier because yeah. I've I've smoked some sure banger where like spots. right yep. the, the beginning yep. of the joint, yeah, it's really good, but then like halfway through it started getting better and better. Where it's like <laughs> I don't know many strains that get better. I've I've, seen, I've heard people like that proper doinks guy mentioned triple lindy getting right. better as it smokes. But most strains, I look for something like first hit is like tasting incredible. Like that Zope though, first hit is like the best taste I've ever tasted in cannabis. I feel like it's like the second guy gets the best one though. Did, most strains are like that. You light up a joint, the first few hits are good, but then like the next like two or three, Rip four it. hits. That's why you're always like, like hey, you want to light this? Just yeah. pass it to me. Best tasting hits of a joint in my Interesting. Opinion. You like this? The resins building or some some type of interaction. Yeah, or yeah. like your palate's getting coated with that mm. flavor. Like whenever I'm doing like taste testing, like lumpy over the years, lump status has given mm. me like hundreds of phenos to like test test them for them. And whenever I do the taste testing, I, I prefer bongs over joints and I'll always like smoke one bong hit and then right after I'll smoke another where I just lightly green it and clear it. And that second one, I feel like the first one almost like coats the palate with the flavor. And then the second one, since it's just that little like wasted to taste it green hit, it's just like the best flavor ever. And like if you're doing taste testing of a bunch of different strains at once, those ones on the second hit like really come through like, okay, we got to keep an eye on that one. Interesting. So maybe it's that same theory on smoking a joint. Like, you know, you coat the palate first mm-hmm. and then like as you get going, it gets better because you like the taste comes more and more pronounced. Kind of like smelling your food before eating it or like smelling a wine before drinking it. You're like almost like, you know, prepping the palate for that flavor or something. I like that. I don't know. I'm no science scientist. <laughs> a smoke test. Yeah. Uh, if you could bring w- one strain back. P ninety one, P ninety one, yeah, for sure. That and maybe the Dabney blueberry. I missed that one. Was really good too. There's just not a lot of good blueberry on the market. None, zero. Yeah, there's zero. And like even like DJ Schwartz blueberry was always good. And like it's different now. Like anybody that grew up from seed would get like weird mutants, never find keepers. But then like he like released some cuts in like NorCal, like you know, like 10, 15 mm-hmm. years ago or whatever of like flow and blueberry, like his select cuts. But even those, like his blueberry was still good, but like that Dabney blueberry was straight blueberry muffins. We had a Dutch Passion, Dutch Passion Seaco blueberry that was, it literally grew blueberries. It was like round, it was in, you know, in Florida, it was like the blueberry in Florida that everyone knew was like, yo, this is the blueberry. But like, what a great terp that's missing the market. Yeah, it's not around anymore, really. Completely gone. I I saw some good blueberry from Cannabiotics in Vegas like four years ago. But then uh, I've like tried their the same blueberry on the California market and it wasn't it wasn't like it was in the Vegas one. I don't know. Hmm. But I was impressed by their their Las Vegas blueberry from Cannabiotics and their Cush Mountains. As you're rolling and stuff, when did everything start becoming a brand? When you started like, you know, becoming more of a team? And yeah. Like so like when I was doing that video editing stuff that the company that went under, my boss there always called me Cron instead of Sean. And then like um when my wife on the ground yeah my wife then girlfriend she told me uh like about instagram i started an instagram page i was like oh i'll do sean cron as my instagram name 
And like, that's just like what I made my Instagram name. And then like, at first I didn't post any like real weed pics, like the first couple posts, if you go back, but then eventually I started slowly posting weed pics. So I was like super heavy on icy mag at the time. I didn't care about Instagram. Like nobody was on Instagram yet. Then as more people started getting on there and it's become more of a weed platform, I got like more into posting more photos, but then like, I didn't really try to turn it into a brand or anything until like maybe like two or three years ago. I had a friend, uh, in the grow is his Instagram handle mm-hmm. out in Arizona. And he did some graphic design for me and he came up with my logo. And I, I, I was just like, I don't know what to expect on a logo, but he just knew that I was into like surfing and stuff like that. And then the logo is kind of like, had like, to me, like a, like surf skate kind of vibe. And I like that. Cause I didn't want like a bunch of weed leaves on the clothes or anything like that. And so, yeah, I just like, once I had the logo, I just started branding it more, but I wasn't really like trying to make a brand. Even then when I had the logo, I just, everyone's telling me like, oh, you got to make some stickers. You got to make some stickers. And I was like, all right, I'll try to make a logo. And then like, as soon as I did the logo, it just started like taking off. It seemed like, and then like the homie, uh, works for green wolf. He's like, has run some grows for them. So like he got me linked in with the Olympics and stuff. And that really definitely like shot the brand like over the top. I felt like. But I had to like hustle to like put together like art and bags, stuff I've never done before. So my friend I grew up with, Jack Stricker, he's a sick artist. I've been using all of his art for all my like graphics and stuff so far. And I kind of like the style. It's kind of different than like a lot of the like computer generated like GIF type art you see on a lot of bags. Have some like hand paintings for your art. Is that what the zero gravity design was? Yeah, I have. That that bag stood out to me in that box mm-hmm. more than anything for, for that's sure. The hum, that's the homie. Yeah, so that's the homie Jack Stricker. Super art dope. There. Yeah, yeah, really dope. It's a really painting different. originally. Well, yeah, so painting like, original. I bought the painting that he did, and then like I turned it into. What do you, the bag. What do you think about the whole bag making process? Um, it was tough. So like the Olympics was like kind of a rush. So like most people get their bags done in China, you know. But so I had to get it done locally because I didn't have time. And like most people were quoting me outrageous prices and like wanted to do like the sticker on bags, you know, which like I'm trying to like have like a good impression, make it look good, you know. Mm. And then like luckily my friends that are like connected in the industry hooked me up with some of their uh, a bag printer that they had. And then he gave me like a deal for like a third of the price of what everybody else was quoting me. Wow. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, Bunch of shout out to, artists. to Malik and Chumpy, dude. They hooked it up on the bags for sure. They came out dope. They yeah. did. And then for the, the second one, uh, I was like, we were rushed again for the Olympics. So I did the jars and stickers instead because it was easier to get jars quicker than it was to get Mylar bags. Mm-hmm. But I think like going into the market, I'll probably go with Mylar bags with the tray inserts just because like, bro, when I was bringing that Olympics entry, like this, these freaking boxes of jars, it's like, <laughs> bro, how's this? Like, it's like, you know, yeah, throw well, my back. I have a bad back. It's like I'm throwing my back out carrying these fucking. You need, you need a dolly. Yeah, literally. It was like when I brought in the no, box of mylar bags for the first entry. Like, all right, we got the entry, boys. Like, you know, it's like dude, mylars are like way easier for like sh- distro and shipping and everything. But jars do make the weeds last better and look better mm-hmm. and hold better. But at least those little plastic inserts, like those, are a game changer for the mylars. I think. Yeah, exactly. Squint's got that figured out with the little double one now I've seen where he you put the flower for him in foreign and it closes on top of it so it's not even just an open it's a, tray. It's a I haven't seen that one yet. That Dude, dope. his entry for Olympics, it literally opens and closes like a clamshell. Oh, the box thing that he had? The tray. No, the inside tray inside the Wait, bag. Did I get one of those? 
I don't know, man. That wasn't his injury. Oh, oh, my bad. My bad. It wasn't his injury. It was some... The classiest pack. Too much weed over three days. I was was like, hey, man, I'm going to hit that guy up because that mine didn't... You got to see what they're doing. They got a double tray. (laughs) Double tray. Dude, two trays and then the weed's protected and it slides inside the bag. Really dope. That is dope. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Double it up. Yeah. It's like the tray just doubled up. Then it's still light, you know? Yeah. It's protected, but light. You pull it out, you can leave the nugs there and like grind up in the other half of it because it'll open up. But I mean, overall though, it does suck though. Like all the waste and legal cannabis, all the like plastic and boxes and everything for like it's just ridiculous whereas like 215 days you just go in you could bring him your your little freaking Maybe. pill jar back and they'll fill up the little plastic container again weigh it right in front of you like that was the golden era of legal cannabis or semi-legal cannabis just like mm-hmm. being able to smell a jar and then weigh it in front of you but unfortunately i don't think we'll ever go back there here in california so dude there was one in ob where you would bring like five jars back and they would give you like a free half eighth yeah, you know, like it was like five, you know, like all the time, and they would mm-hmm. like people probably maybe like, make like some like uh, hemp plastic mylars or something like that. I'm like, sure there's people already doing. We that, we you know? use a lot of stuff in restaurants and stuff, so it's like why couldn't you shoot them back and then just like mm-hmm. you know sterilize them and obviously clean them, but then just put them back instead of just constantly making. Let's go back ones. to pop tops. There right, you go, yeah, dude. pop tops, dude. Yeah, bring, bring, <laughs> yours, Sound, dude. Dude, bring oh, yours in, all stickered up. We'll tear it on the scale right there and grab some chopsticks and fucking serve you. That's other it. other states take note do that don't don't do the pre yeah, keep it pop top because yeah. like no yeah. matter like Smell what you do or how jar, fresh it is you know once you separate all that weed into a small bag it just starts drying out mm-hmm. i feel like where it's like when it's all together and like a jar a bigger Big jar, jar or yeah. a turkey bag or whatever it kind of stays fresher longer it does something about it keeps the humidity or keeps it more intact yeah yeah preserves the environment they're all like wicking moisture off all the mm-hmm. buds together, and they're even you know? showing people back then and like letting you smell it and they would still stay good just like in a big jar you know yeah so it's well like, you have like other jars in the back too you know you have like yeah. the one jar and you're selling through that jar so quick you know it's not really going bad in the jar those yeah. were those were the days man and you could um, do a dab and yeah really black leaf was heavy in san diego in those days dude There'd be we had a couple of shops dude yeah herbal all leaves, kinds dude. of shops the homies oh yeah what uh what do you got what are you guys working on right now what's like what's in the future for sean cron um so right now um we're getting ready to go into the california legal market and then um also we're going to launch into the florida medical market through cookies dude yeah, congratulations yeah i'm wow. really stoked on that, that shout out to florida cool. yeah. yeah for real yeah. that's um, dope yeah i'm excited what do you got what are you guys going to bring to market there mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for sure, zero gravity, but um, I'm not sure what else I got. So I, I wish I could have brought a lot of the strains I was planning to bring to market with me today. But bring that Maui skunk dog, man. Th- that could be cool. It's it an option. Cool. I don't know. People it's would appreciate it there. I don't know. I could see a like guy in a Tommy the, Bahama shirt, you know, <laughs> lighting up on the boat or something. You guys don't get know too Florida, mad or anything, so. you know? Yeah. Uh, 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 Tommy, third button open. Just ate a big a vibe. You know, trout dinner or something. Yeah. Cruising the fucking and yeah. see what it's all about right now, you know. Like oh, I know they're Jungle smoking. Boys they're smoking you know, they're out selling there. out and then yeah, bro, I think Cookies I, is launching their store in August, so I'm sure they're gonna do well, boom, you know. Like, Jungle yeah. Boy sells out every three days down there, it seems like. They'll Crazy. be like, hey, we're shut down yeah, for dude. production. You're like, yeah. oh my God, again. Congrats to them, man. Yeah, That's dude, awesome. crush yeah. it. They earned it for sure. If anybody yeah. deserves to yeah. be a, like a yeah. big yeah. operator in Florida, it's those guys. I know people like don't want like outside people coming in, but like you need somebody with that experience to run that type of large scale facility. To. Yeah, have to. And it's cool that they 
are embracing Florida like that. I think they're making it like their second home damn near. So it's yeah. like, I mean, Florida's nice, dude. Yeah, I know a lot of people so don't like humidity, but I love, I mean, I was living in Maui. I love heat and humidity. It's yeah, like the veg. Yeah, nice, yeah, it's just like I'm in the bedroom. Yeah. yeah. And then everything else gets a lot of AC. Yeah, I think it's epic, man. And I, I honestly just congratulations all the way around. I think you curate this crazy menu. The amount of strains you have, I can't wait for Florida to get, like he says, the Maui skunk dog and they're whatever. Some of these crazy flavors that you got out there. I mean, they're going to love that. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to, for the time being, just try to focus on like popping a lot more seeds and like finding new shit and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe hunting some of those old seeds I made in the backyard back in the day. See what's in there, you know? Yeah. You got. There's a rich culture Dude. of history of cannabis in Florida, man. Like a rich Oh, history. yeah. I mean, OG gonna, Kush comes from Florida. Yeah. The greatest strain yeah. of all time. Josh D. What's your guys' favorite OG? You guys are from Florida. The Florida OG, man. Come on. No, so what, the TK? Is that, <laughs> you know, is that the TK? I, nah. He's like, what? I mean, like, <laughs> honestly, bro, like the back in the day. I'm not an OG guy. I'm yeah. gonna be real. Florida, okay. Florida really doesn't. Florida, so OG, you know, originated there, but like I don't, I don't, it wasn't necessarily yeah, be my in the right era. circles to get it. Wasn't it. my like, era. No, yeah. And then upon that, like nowadays, Florida doesn't really do OG. Dude, so what was your strain yeah. though back in the day that you that you were like this? Is the I way. mean, it was back then. It was just creepy, right? Like, it was yeah. Just like, it's like right. I mean, I wasn't like you really. You had a strain. You know what I'm saying? It was just good weed or not. But, yeah, it's just like the know, term "crippy" was just for good that weed. Was it. And in it my opinion, "crippy" like, was skunk. Okay, that's what I think it was because it's the only thing that I've seen from back then that was lime green creepy was always like a lime green or like a dark green it was like these shades of all green it always had red hairs and it always oh, smelled crazy and uh a lot of the skunks we had seen fall out after that were like oh this is like that weed from back then yeah and it was like but it was skunks it was like super skunk skunk 44 um just like the original skunks that had hit florida in like 2003 4 or 5 Right. And I feel like the the surfer crippy and the crippy was actually just skunk. Yeah, it's like a mm -hmm. term for like the the better weed that would be around the town mm -hmm. at the time, right? Yeah. Kind of like I feel like is like the surfer it's a certain crippy. type though. It was <laughs> like this lime green <laughs> surfer's crack, man. Right? Yeah, like people always talk about like thunderfuck or whatever. But like the homie crack. Subrob, he no. grew up in Alaska, and he said that like thunderfuck was just a term for good weed up there, in Matt Nuska. Oh. You know, it wasn't like a specific Alaskan strain. thunderfuck. Yeah, but like there is a specific. You know, there's yeah. Alaska thunderfuck strains you see, but like to them, it was just a term for good weed. And it's like, I'm sure other places too. Like I even feel like the term, like Maui Wowie was like, even I feel like a term almost for good weed, even though mm -hmm. it's like a strain that's been on the market and stuff. It's like, you know, people just see weed from Maui and they call it Maui Wowie, you know? Yeah. Or whatever. I feel like all, Every, all these different, or like New York with the piff, you know, everybody has a different, different opinions on what's the true piff or whatever. And then other people say it was just like Cuban you know, black haze. Yeah. Yeah. That's the like, piff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. You know, like certain areas have like terms uh -huh. for like good weed. Now it's like almost like gas is the term for good weed. Even if the weed isn't even gas, it smells like some runts, but they're like, this is that gas, you know? <laughs> so what, 20 years from now? Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, we used to have a strain called gas, you know, Dude, from I, our area. I, th I do feel like the voodoo was pretty gas in that box too. Oh, this, yeah. And that's Olympics, Olympics box. box. Did you the Grandy Flora entry. Is that what it was? Yeah. That okay, was really yeah. gas. Dude, that, to and me, the that Zawa was yeah. another. I like that one that a lot. Yeah. That was like, that one I felt almost had the best flavor all the way to the very end of the joint. Like oh, other yeah, ones were Zawa more pronounced flavor, mm -hmm. but that Zawa, the flavor just held all the way through. There wasn't one though that I was like, 
ever like damn why was this in here every yeah. single one in there i was like oh fuck saying. Everyone I almost, I, like every one i would smoke one like a different one every morning you know i'd start fresh with the new one and everyone was like man i should have smoked this one first you know and i was like fuck every day the same fucking thing fun. i was like it's all right dude like new strain every day like every, good everyone brought their shit you know that it's was, a sought after event people from all over the world were like dming me like how do you get these boxes where can i get one can i get one from you i'm like yeah. nah man nah you know but it was just shows you like everyone's interested yeah it's not like aster the, club in new york had a bunch of boxes and stuff imagine how hype people in new york were with all those boxes. i don't know what those hit for yeah, they're probably hitting heavy Shit. on the streets for those. That's like you said, OG in Florida. For me, that was a sour D. Yeah, I, I, I never. So, oh, so I didn't know, like man. sour D. Why do you say that? Yeah. I fuck with sour D's because it was getting produced there a lot, though. You know what I mean? It was I, fresh. I was, didn't because sour got D tired. got shipped out, and I'm like a younger generation, you know. So like all the really good sour D was going to New York, and so we would see renamed sour D from Humboldt. And I was like, get this shit out of here. What the fuck? Fuck sour. Yeah, it's like, like Jordan's a few years <laughs> younger than me. But, so yeah. by the time he yeah, started yeah, seeing Sour, sour D, talking- it was when like 2008, nine, maybe 10, Sour D was just like played out in mids here. Some people no, had like watered down. Red seeds, Sour D inbred line cuts of it, cut, passing them out or just only away. taking it eight weeks or whatever it was. There was just like the flood of Sour D mids. And outdoor sour D mids. That's sad. Sour D went from like when I was working out at that club in 2005, we were paying like five, six, even 6,500 for sour D packs and selling that for like 85 and eighth in the shop. And it was the bombest weed ever. It was just like lemon head candy gas and just stunk. But then like five years later, it was just trash. And Nobody then no one, everyone it. stopped growing it. No one was growing sour D. But then now, you know, it's gone enough. We're like, bring sour D back. We need that sour D. You think the cuts that are on the market right now are the same as the one that you're talking about from back in the day? Or you think they're the other ones? I mean, there's still a lot of cuts that float out there. Who knows which one's the real one? I recently got one like a while ago that's like gotten better each run, but it's still like, it's, it's, I noticed it needs not much light. And obviously you got to take it like 11, 12 weeks to see its full potential. But for me, that's not really possible. I can take it 10 weeks at the max but i'm still trying to dial it in I, i'm hoping it's the real sour i remember but you know some expensive it's cuts there a fake sour is going around oh i, I think. bet yeah right now eating it up i'll yeah. tell you what the one i has seen i'm more of a believer now than i was before i was like oh okay yeah he actually likes sour yeah now it gets real finicky but i would like say 50, the best i've grown it so far since i've had weird, it you know like anything go, you see it go yellow real quick you know she's yeah so crazy with the sour picky. it's like it'll look perfect until like week eight i feel like and then it seems like it needs less light and then like yeah pretty much just needs less light bro you be telling the boys like oh my it just god boys getting just all yellow it's kind of like the chem 91 the chem 91 is like that don't too. talk about it mm. after like week nine and they're like hey what happened to that sour d i'm like What's already? I don't remember. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. like but because I smoke it, because I just yeah. don't want people. I just don't want it to get at it. Like, but like, yeah, it just, we want to like, wait till I have a I proper want, like, batch. A, yeah, I don't want to let nobody see like him. a real not proper batch, you know. But it'll just like the leaves will go yellow. It smokes fire, dude. It's like I was like, oh fuck, this. I mean, train people is. have still been happy with it, like mm-hmm. the like mediocre batches I've grown of it so far. But it's like, yeah, it's not. Satisfying There's definitely my big potential, bro. Yeah. Big, like I was like, oh my god, or in like hash form. Yeah, Sour D in bubble hash is insane for oh, sure. What do you think Sour Double and Sour D, are they a lot alike or no? I don't know. Because, yeah, the story, like, when Grayskull first got those seeds, like, well, it was his friend was at a music festival or, like, a weed festival or something, and Bog Seeds was there, and Bog gifted his friend some seeds. Like, this is going to be the dopest dope you've ever smoked. 
And he heard him tell him, this is sour diesel crossed a sour Bubba. Or at least that's what was forwarded on to Grayskull. Because like, I, I'm not sure if that friend grew the seeds or if Grayskull grew the seeds, but like Grayskull got the cut and then he grew it out and he brought it over to Sub Rob's house and we all smoked it and we're like, what the fuck OG is that? Like, what is that stuff? And he's like, oh, that's sour diesel, sour Bubba. And we're like, what the fuck is that? He's like, oh, from Bog Seeds. And then like, we like, we're like, and then we're like, oh, it's sour bubble because it's bog seeds, you know, because sour bubble is like bogs, like mm-hmm. bread and bubber, butter. And then like bog wasn't on the forums at that time. So like, we're all right, we're just going with this. And then like, it was like some of the best shit smoking. And like, it's like flavor wise, it's still like one of the best tasting strains around. It's like, if you like gas, it's like, it's like soap. It's like soap and gas to me, basically. That's why I like soap so much because to me it has that same soapiness that sour double has, but in like a sherb candy form instead of a gas form. Damn. But yeah, so like, so Grayskull gifted that cut to like some of our friends. And then like we had the San Diego finest cuts thread on IC mag that just kind of became a hangout to people all over the country on IC mag, you know? And, um, so we would have meetups at Sub Rob's house and he'd give out, and then Grayskull gave out the cuts and stuff. And then at one of the meetups, uh, we were like trying to come up with a new name for it. Cause like, uh, I guess Bog had made that cross and was going to call it like double sour or something like that, but he never released it. And then like, well, oh, well, maybe we'll call it double sour. And then like one of our friends like, oh, well, what about if we change the B and bubble to a D for sour double shout out to Cali green. And so like, oh, that sounds sick. So we're like, oh, let's go with Sour Double. And so like, yeah, and like that clone started getting out to like some clone vendors and stuff. And like the homie Ape got it. And like he gave it to the guys that like Progressive Options. And they were like, he told them to not give it out. And so instead they changed the name of it to P.O. Power and named it after their own dispensary, like Progressive Options Power. So they were vending the Sour Double as P.O. Power. And that PO power is what like Sin City Seeds used to make blue power, which was like the blue moonshine crossed the sour double to make blue power. <laughs> and then like the blue power crossed the cookies made like Sin Mint cookies. And then like Sin Mint cookies crossed the what, animal cookies made like animal mints, which went on across the triangle kush made triangle <laughs> mints, which is wedding cake. So like sour double is in wedding cake, you know, and sour wow. double is in a lot of stuff now too, you know, that people don't even realize. Bro, that was insane. Where did you, you get lost? My, no, that was amazing. You got the it beginning. on? Yeah, I did take a breath. <laughs> Bro, you just, I mean, that was amazing. The I mean, like, just mix up a little bit, but yeah, that's like Bro, the, amazing. Yes, yes. But Sour Devil's the shit. Big shout out, Bog, RIP. Uh, yeah. You know, he he was like a legend. He would always be the older guy at the Emerald Cup right there with a line. With his wife yeah. right by his side. Old guy, but always cranking out seeds and always about the culture. Always mm-hmm. had like good price seeds. Never like crazy price in his seeds. Always standard run of like, this is what I'm offering. Yep. And you then know? so like when Bog came back on the forums a few years later, we all asked him like, yo, what's up with this sour double that Grayskull has that you gave to his friend at a festival? And he's like, oh, well, that was a so much new york city diesel mail that res dog gave me that i hit to my sour bubble female so supposedly sour double is nycd crossed to sour bubble not sour diesel like the nycd from what i remember was like more that like ruby fret ruby red grapefruit kind of diesel mm-hmm. not that like sour candy gas red lemon hairs. diesel yeah 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 so but darker and then like if you grow sour double hybrids you don't really find sour diesel phenos where you would think after enough sour double hybrids people have grown over the years that there would be some sour diesel phenos in there 
That's why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like pretty much the like consensus that everyone accepted is that it's sour diesel, sour bubble. But who knows? Bog's not here. But Bog said it was NYCD, sour, sour bubble. Cannabis history right there. That figures out a lot of things too when you're chasing down sour dub and you're like, why is none of this sour? Especially for these guys that are hunting sour right now. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If you're looking for that traditional sour, you're not going to find it in crosses because that wasn't the backing for a lot oh, of yeah, that stuff. It was Soma's NYCD, mm-hmm. which was like him trying to capitalize off the sour diesel hype and have a diesel strain in seed form, you know, which wasn't even sour diesel. But let's call it New York City diesel. <laughs> How many people did that though back then? Oh, well, yeah. Well, back then, you know, people would be just buying seeds from Spain and just putting them in whatever yeah, packaging and just exactly. hoping like some Humboldt's finest high, high times would be ordering sell, the seeds yeah. to the mail. And they're never going to actually like grow to a full harvest. So mm-hmm. who knows? Just give them whatever seeds we buy by the kilo from Spain. I bet you they're we just buy some cups and we're good. Buy a couple high times cups and we'll sell as many seeds as we Dude, I bet somebody want. grew some fire though one time. You know, like I bet you a couple oh, of those popped well, yeah. and the guy was like, oh, hell yeah. yeah I mean, you could grow the, the rest shittiest of them bread like, seeds ever and the, still find something the good. The rest you of know? them were pretty bummed probably. But somebody the issue could. with a lot of the Amsterdam companies is this, is that they were famous for blueberries. So they had this mom A and this dad B and they made this amazing cheese or this amazing blueberry or this amazing, these strains that we all find that we love. Now, years later, they switch out A B or B mom or dad and make the same blueberry. But what's coming off of it is not the same offspring we all remember popping seeds of, or we remember the UK cheese used to be stinkier. It's like, well, yeah, it's not the same mom they're using anymore because they either lost it or, you know, falling outs with the real breeders. There you go. And so now you go back to buy that blueberry and you buy a 50 packs because you're like, I got to get this blueberry back or I got to get that haze. And it's like, none of this is the same. This mango ain't mango, you know? Yeah it's that's that's the issue so it's like with these breeders it's like it'd be like if you go to see a band and you like play the hit song and then you know this and then then they like do a remix of it and you're like well yeah <laughs> but we're all here for the hit yeah the like original. Kind of, yeah. yeah cut no the remix, bullshit man yeah. cut yeah. the bullshit that's why i try Dude, to make sure yeah. to like hold on to all these old cuts and like it intrigues me any of these old cuts like the original super silver haze and like that maui yeah. skunk dog or like the san diego hogs breath like that's from like 1992 and like the indiana bubble gum which i guess is really like illinois bubble gum that adam yeah. g says or something like mm. I, I remember on his podcast he said that like uh his friend he originally got it from told him it was Illinois, but he misheard Indiana. And then years later, he saw the same, same friend, and then he realized it was supposed to be Illinois bubblegum. But the cut has been known as Indiana bubblegum. You know, everyone knows it as Indiana bubblegum. Even gum. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a really nice cut. It's like, you know, some like grape, big league chew flavor. Yeah, nice old yeah, it's cut. it's cool. Yeah, I like the old cuts, but like they definitely like, they're niche. You don't want to run like full rooms of these old cuts. I mean, like the super silver haze, you could for sure. Maybe hog's breath, but like, yeah, people love super silver Bro, haze because yeah. it's like the best sativa ever. We got to smoke some of that with you at some point. Yeah, love so it's the- like Shanti Baba's original cut that he won like the several cannabis wow, cups over bro. the years. And you still have that. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, so like, yeah, uh, that was sent to us from a dude out of Canada and he sent it to Subrob. And like he was friends with Shanti and that he's like, here's the original cup winning cut. 
And like we gave it out, like where it's cool to give to all our friends. Cause like, you know, we have tons of friends in IC Mag and shit. He's like, yeah, that's cool. And so we started giving it out. And then like, no, 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 don't give that out. We're like, bro, it's already <laughs> out there, dude. Oops. And then like the homie, life is good healing. Like he was entering a bunch that like the homie Wadi or what's his, I don't know, but he was by Wadi's LRG on IC Mag. And he would grow some fire, super silver haze that we gave him the cut. And the other homie entered in super into some high times cups. And they won a couple, like two or three high times cups with it in like the late 2000s. And it had won some in the late 90s. So it's pretty cool that a strain could like win best sativa over like multiple decades. But it's smoking and it finishes in like 63 days. And it's just like drinking a Red Bull or something like that. Yeah. Like it's like pure sativa high and pure like haze flavor. It's nice. Damn. Yeah, I'll definitely bring some to you guys. Sean Cron purveyor and connoisseur of genetics, bro. After this interview, I feel like, man, I, I even took down a lesson. You, you really, <laughs> you got a lot of passion for these genetics, bro. I mean, you're a gift to this cannabis space. We're glad to have, I mean, honestly, dude, to be able to keep this and to have the love you have to, to the amount of money and extra effort it takes to keep this stuff around and navigate keeping these flavors and maybe only some of the people enjoy you know can can a, a lot of these strains are for people that are like i really smoke some weed you know it's not for the average smoker there's right. such a niche and for you to be like no i know in 15 years this is such an important thing we're gonna hold on to it for sure it's just man i mean there's so many strains over the years i've given to friends to hold on to or like that i get rid of like oh i can get that back from so and so how many i lose nowadays i don't want to like get, if i really want, i don't want to get rid of anything because it's like fuck i may never get it back you know yeah. it's hard but Dude, some stuff over the time you just have to get rid of like, i think you know, the like purple punch lime. that had to go you know yeah. agreed i think the tahiti lime though was a little bit more like red bull like than the super silver haze I mean, every person's different in terms of, you know, have you guys seen that Tahiti lime? I've heard of it, bro. Yeah, Fire? Out of Oregon found oh, a really yeah. nice pheno that's like a nice you lime Skittles flavor. Huh? You work out? Yeah. Dude, you smoke a joint of that and go to the gym. You don't even need pre-workout, nothing. You just be in there like, boom, 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 boom. All right, we're out of here. Yeah, on it. Tahiti lime. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to bring we'll that have to, to get market some, at dude. some point. The sativa boys. I'm honestly not. But I'm not just, either. But for some reason, dude, that fucking strain. You guys strain, like the Tahiti lime because it's Florida got a like Skittles and then like, It's like uh, lime Skittles. But like nobody like, even. That's dope. I like that. Oh, wow. Even from really? us, yeah. uh, Kyle would always take it, I felt like. Yeah, so the like, homie from Slightly fucking... Stupid, uh, Kyle, like one of the singers, like the Tahiti Lime's his favorite strain. So like we are from Ocean Beach, the same time as them. So like we've known them going back forever. So like they've been getting Bro. weed for me for like. 12 years now hell yeah so they're always smoking my stuff so like but like kyle the one singer wow. he likes all citrus strains like he used to like my cactus cooler back in the day it all, man. and then he loved the sunny d and then like he loves this lazy lemon and then uh the tahiti limes is like recent favorite whereas like the other singer miles he's always been all about gas like he's like you know he loves sour double he loves the white fire any og he loves gorilla glue like you know has to be gas and hitting and it's cool that they have like completely different like tastes and weed but they both like the whole band everybody in that band just loves weed slightly stupid one of the best reggae uh bands of all time in my opinion i mean abs i've seen them probably 25 times all over From the Ocean country oh, no way, i've dude. seen them in colorado i'm like a mega fan of slightly stupid yeah slightly stupid man like we used to we used to go to in 2002 three four five like these early days we used to show up to concerts bro i saw them 
I saw Modest, uh, no, it was Pepper open up oh for Slightly God. Stupid, but Box Elder opened up for the two of them, which was like a reggae band out of Orlando. But like when Pepper and Slightly Stupid used to run their tour early 2000s. Yeah, together this yeah, summer, bro. Pepper and Stupid. Yeah. Bro, where yeah, we used to, to take to jars of on. weed and give it to the merch guy and be like, it's give on. this to Hell Slightly yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Like the Irvine show we should go to. We used to give them yeah, Elvis. We're, we're going to try to get B-Roll to strings. come because B-Roll has a new song with Slightly Stupid that he's he's got. Yep. Wow. And uh we're gonna try to get him to come on stage for the Irvine show. Maybe we'll see if he's got it free in his schedule. You know, they Gotta got the song. Make the Nico's, date free, B-roll. <laughs> yeah. That's epic, though, dude. What yeah. a crossover. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about Mexican food. They got a song, Nico's. Yeah, the taco yeah, shop we're talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. it's Nico's. That's yeah. Yeah. they have yeah. it after. Cali, Cali burrito. Yeah. Tight knit culture down there. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. definitely not. Yeah. It still is now, but it's, it's getting less because it's like oh, you know, yeah, it's house bit, prices but. are so much, and it's getting really yeah. gentrified. You know, but, getting drove out. But growing up, it was all like really tight knit, all small businesses. It was really cool growing up there. Dude, smoking some weed with an acoustic set of slightly stupid on the beach, eating some fucking fish tacos. Yeah, I mean, so, I don't think life gets better in San Diego. Yeah, you get exactly. a backyard honest. party, bro, all the time. You could cruise by and you could literally listen. You could hear him play. Yeah, dude, they'd be doing all sorts of yeah my neighbor Super was cool. there uh they had he had a studio so they would practice next door my dad would be telling them like oh don't be smoking weed my kid's right here you know <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, like yeah pops well he's smoking weed too man but he's just like come on man please <laughs> like everybody's smoking weed down there but yeah man any any shout outs um I guess uh, obviously my parents for always being so cool for everything, and then uh, shout out to my wife for all she's always helped and she she can pretty much do everything in the garden that I can like she, oh, yeah. she knows her shit and like some of these strains I've kept over the year like the bubble gum I was going to get rid of during the OG craze but she convinced me to keep it because she loved it definitely <laughs> shout out her shout out Jordan for always helping dude, me the last app, couple of years apple fritter dude there's a couple of strains that we owe that lady that like yeah. there would not be around we should touch us, base like, on the apple fritter story if we do have yeah dude of course we got time so i went up to the homie obsolete obsolete's house up he keeps in coming Cal. up yeah he's Big like a legend out, like he, back in the day on the forums he was everybody's favorite breeder for sure like you ask anybody obsolete's a legend he was known for like the alien strains back then and he made all those orange hybrids but I went up to his house back in the day and he had this sour apple. And like when I smelled that, I was like, this was like before the term exotic was even a term. I was like, this smells like tropical exotic fruit. Like this is incredible. But it was just kind of like airy and not that potent. But the flavor is insane. I'm like, we need to like cross this to something potent and with some density or whatever. And I was like, so we gave it to, I gave it to Lump Status. And he was like, I'll reverse it and or I'll reverse cookies and cross it to the apple, to the sour apple. And so he did that. Then he only got four seeds. And so he popped those four seeds. And then like he gave me the buds of those four seeds. And the number two Fino and the number four Fino were both really fire. The number two smelled like some old school perps, like some Urkel GDP, which was like more sour apple leaning. Because that sour apple to me is like a Mendo perps. People say it's like Cindy 99 crossed to uh, sour diesel because they say it's like sour diesel crossed to pineapple equals sour apple. But like obsolete and like Inspecta, CSI, Humble, like I remember they thought it was like an Urkel or Mendo Perps cross was what sour apple was. But anyway, so the number four pheno of that cross was like this razzmatazz kind of like pastry, fruity smell. And um, I was like, man, what would be a cool name for like a sour 
I mean, for an apple and a cookie, you know, what's a cool apple and a cookie? And I was like, oh, apple fritter. That's a cool name. Like, that sounds like a dope strain name. And I was telling Lump, dude, that's fucking sick. And like, I didn't think it smelled like apple fritter donuts, although it does have that pastry smell and stuff. I just like, oh, that's a sick strain name. And then like that same day, I was like going through like a Target, looking at the ice cream sections because like sherbet was like the new hype. Like, you know, cookies was like, you know, the hype of 2010 or whatever. Here's like 20, 2012, 2013. And Sherb's all the hype. So I'm looking at all these ice creams and stuff. And I see like the like popsicle brand, sh- like Sherbert ice creams. And they say the flavor on it's Reckless Rainbow. And I was like, oh, that's a sick strain name. So like the number two Fino, we called Reckless Rainbow. And then the number four Fino, we called Apple Fritter. Wow. Out of wow. four seeds. Yeah. And that was seeds. you who found those. Well, no, Lump pumped them and he gave me buds of all four. It's like, tell me. Tell me which ones you like the best. But you named them. And then and you guys I came up with the names. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then like, so like he gave me all, like he made some other crosses at the same time, but he gave me the cut as well. Is the rainbow sherbet the RS-11? No, no Reckless Rainbow. Reckless Rainbow. Rainbow. Which is what MP Cali used to run too, I feel like. Yeah. Right? So, so uh, I was good friends with like KRD at the time too. There and we go. I've known Sorry. KRD for a long time. So I yeah. told Lumpstat, I was like, yo, can we give these cuts to my buddy KRD? He grows really good flour and like the shit will be proper. And he's good at keeping stuff tight. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And he's like, all right, let's give it to him. So we gave him to him and like he was running them doing really well. But then like after like, I don't know, a year or two, he uh, sold them to, uh, sold the cut of apple fritter to like a large, like Asian grows in LA for, Let's just say like, you know, over $50,000. And like, in my opinion, you know, Lump should have been able to, to been the one to sell that cut, even though he wouldn't have at the time, mm-hmm. but he sold it out. And then like, I hooked up MP, I knew MP Cali and I knew he was really knowledgeable. And I gave, I linked him with KRD to get a job with KRD to work in the grow. And then like, I guess MP Cali took the cut and then I don't know if it was MP Cali or KRD, but like they gave it to C Junkie and then like C Junkie started breeding with it. And then, like, I hit up Sea Junkie. And I was like, you know, I was a passionate about the fritter. I was like, oh, man, that's kind of lame that you're going to breed with fritter. Like, if you are, you should do, like, a collab with Lump or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll do that or whatever. But instead, he just called it, like, I think maybe Secret Cookie or the Hidden Pastry was the cross of, like, the Apple Fritter Cushmints. I don't know. He he said the Secret Cookie was really, like, bee cookies. So, who knows, you know, or whatever. But, but yeah, Lump made it. Lump yeah, definitely made then, that like, string yeah, famous. And then, like, the he's fritter known just the fritter got guy. out, you know, because of that. And then just got out, like. You know, that cut was so hype and like KRD was killing it with it. Like he was growing it really well. So like I had some. It wouldn't have gotten to the Mm -hmm. level it did if KRD didn't start growing it because he was growing it heavy and marketing it heavy to where people thought he was the breeder of apple fritter. Like, I mean, they're on the cover of High Times magazine for fresh baked for apple fritter, even though it's a lump status train. You know, I mean, they grow it really well, but that should be lump Mm -hmm. status on the cover there, you know. But I mean, regardless, it's like it's crazy to see. It's like probably like. Last year or a couple of years ago, I'd say runts and apple fritter were the most bred with strains by far. You know, everybody has apple fritter. Everybody's breeding with it. And it is pretty cool to be like, oh, like to see how far and wide and popular it's gotten. Like, oh, I named that shit. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's awesome to see like Lump was able to use that and breed and further refine that line and work across the reckless rainbow to the apple fritter. And then like, you know, further work that line. And he has all kinds of cool lines from that. And he's built this insane brand off of that and he's just killing it like Dude, his facilities fire, like bro. i've been to like over a dozen legal facilities and lump status is wow. by far 
the nicest and cleanest facility. I've cleanest. Been to. Wow. Everything is yeah. fucking proper everywhere, bro, dude. That day but they've had a lot of bro. issues too in terms of legalization. Of like their their permit expired. Like they're trying to, you know, like they have provisional permits. Everybody's temporary permits. They're trying to like renew it mm -hmm. way in advance. They never got the renewal. City shut off their lights. Like they came and like raided them. I saw that on, they were posting The day that. after yeah. they were raided, they received the renewal in the mail. They're still waiting for the power the to get after. turned on and people like they're like in Sacramento, people came in and like broke in and stole what else was up. So like so there was like a year span in like 2020 or so where they weren't on the market because they had all these issues. But then like they came back strong and they're crushing it better Never than ever. Stop, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's it's sick insane. to hear, man. Yeah. you got. He's definitely got to come on and tell his story for sure. Absolutely. Man, a legend. It sucks, yeah. but like, you know, strong people, man. Coming back yeah. heavier than ever. And we all saw that. And I'm sure he got a lot of people reaching out like, holy hell. That was insane to yeah, see. Yeah, it's like he lost the fritter cut at the time. And like he lost his fruit roll up, which was like he had won like the rolled cup for like best indica in 2018 with. And like he had forgot that he'd given me the roll up cut. And then like four or five years ago, like when he gave it to me, he just asked me never to really like post it or anything, you know, because it was like kind of like a really special thing to him. And then like, so he forgot I had it. And I told him, oh, I still got that roll up. He's like, what? So like he got it back. And that that strain is like smoking like ju fruit juice. Right. Like the flavor on it is so juicy. Wow. It's weird. Ooh, it's crazy. It, dude, when we seen it in the garden, when when he had it too and he wasn't even like too hyped on it i was like holy shit bro i never yeah. like, it's the most difficult strain to grow it'll auto flower yeah. under anything under the, like 24 hours for me i don't know if it's the same for him but like it's a weird plant but the flowers on it are incredible not at all commercially viable you go into lumps rooms and the bro, roll up is yeah. like gonna yield like a quarter of everything else it's in the that, room. Bro. Yeah. like but it's fire damn that sounds good man yeah Dude, big shout out to you for that. Reckless Rainbow, great strain. Such a phenomenal strain. Same with Apple Fritter. That's super cool that you and Lumpy were able to like collab on that. And awesome. Awesome. Awesome, bro. Glad we got sure. to tell that story too, because no one knows where that came from, except for it was Lumpy strain. That's all we kind of knew. Yeah. And then like, oh, well, what about KRD and Fresh Baked? Isn't it their strain? You know, like, yeah, the story hasn't really been told. Lump's got to come on here and refine the story. But yeah, love to hear is, it. At least like what I remember from it. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's dope. You come from the forum days and you got so much history, especially coming out of San Diego. Real different, real dope, man. Hell Looking yeah. forward to seeing what we uh, see from Sean Cron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. Big no, thanks coming for real. Yeah. Pleasure having you guys, man. Jordan, Sean, yeah. episode 52. It's first Sean one of the Cron. day. You already know. Oof. We're out. Yeah. Peace. What's up? I want to take a second to talk about Grow Generation, the largest hydroponic retailer in the country, over 60 stores nationwide. Go to growgeneration.com and enter in the code first smoke. Become a part of the family. Let's go where the pros go to grow. Yo, welcome to the Diamond Mine, the diamondmine.la, California source for boutique genetics, powered by yours truly, Blackleaf. And you know what that means? That means I'm bringing my best genetics into this. I'm bringing stuff I've been hiding, harboring away, stuff I haven't wanted to let out. We're bringing all that into the diamondmine.la and we're gonna offer that to California. Go on our website, hit the newsletter and see if you can rock with us. Get on board with some of our genetics and change your garden. The diamondmine.la, powered by Blackleaf. We're here holding Power SI, and we want to talk a little bit about what this can do for your garden. It's a game-changing product I use in my garden. Foliar, res feeds, 
I recommend it to all growers. This is a game changer. Go to PowerSI and enter in the code FIRSTSMOKE to get a discount. Yo, we're right here at TLC Collective, home of the Jungle Boys, where they've been playing with fire since 2006, right here in Los Angeles, California. It's at Jungle Boys on all social media, jungleboys.com, and if you wanna see for yourself, come right here to TLC Collective, man. Let's check it out.